Ladies and gentlemen, may I present for your intellectual and philosophical pleasure Run Fest on Raw Dog Product Comedy Hits Channel 99 show on the first show of 2015 happy new year everybody and happy mlk day we did it we celebrated a nice long weekend and we're ready to get fresh here in 2015 if you'd like to give us a call 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ gigantic football weekend uh, also, the American Sniper is a gigantic hit, and the backlash has already started. And, of course, Chris Stanley, modern-day Nostradamus, has already predicted the Super Bowl, uh, which is uh, the Colts against Seattle. You were half right. Uh, I'd, it should be... Less than half right at the beating that the Colts received. Just terrible. Well, here's the fucking deal that I had. Awful. Right? Yeah. I felt like this. That game came seconds after the crazy finish. I was almost halfway through the half before I could even start focusing on the New England game. Because the finish in the Seattle Green Bay game was so goddamn crazy. At four minutes left in the Seahawks in the Seahawks game, what it was it was a shit fest. It was literally a shit fest. It was terrible. All right, let's stop there because I keep hearing on ESPN and the NFL Network what a great game it was when it was dull as fucking Disney. I was texting with people. Good God, this game is terrible. The fucking Pats Colts got to be better than this. Awful. With with five five minutes left, six minutes left, and then you know it went nuts. Then everything, then everything changed for the last four minutes of that game. For the last four minutes of that game, it looked like a Hollywood producer had came in, <laughs> taken over the show, and was deciding to make it a fucking. A circus party. It was any given Sunday. It became any. It was fucking Oliver Stone came out onto the fucking field. Um, the uh, the funny thing about that is Seattle and New England now go in pretty much as a push, uh, even money across the board. Chris Stanley, mm-hmm. do not bet on this game. I have to bet on this. Do not tell us your bet. I want to tell everyone. I don't want to root against a team that doesn't deserve it. <laughs> I, I look. I'm going to look. I'm going to look at the weather. I'm going to look at everything I have to look at, and I will have my p- perfect pick. 
I'm telling you that. Don't ruin it for us now. No, I'm going to let you wait. I'm going to tease you a little bit. Now, you would think um, that you would have seen if you just went by those games, the Patriots that look like a machine uh, would be, you know, points, points over Seattle which was so mistake-prone that it was embarrassing. It was ridiculous. I mean, there was, what, seven, eight turnovers in that game? And fucking four picks! And they had, they got no, and, the, and the Packers got no points off of them. Well, they got field goals. They, uh, and there was one touchdown. So the first 16 points, I think, pretty much came from turnovers, didn't they? Pretty much. But, I mean, they, it should have been more. Look, the, look... For anyone sitting around and crying for the Packers, fuck them. If you don't go for the win, if you don't look to close that shit down, I got nothing for you. If you decide that we don't really want to go to the Super Bowl, fine. There's another team that's willing to go. Uh, Mike, in Boston, more than a feeling, you're on the Ryan Fed show. You dumb centaur fuck for doubting the Pats. You know what? You're dumb. Could you, well, what are you thinking? You had to feel like an idiot watching that game. I, I I mean, I felt pretty you, bad about you myself. You can't doubt them now in, in Arizona. It's going to be 70 degrees. How are you going to doubt them now? Oh, I don't know. The fucking Seahawks have a it defense. Unlike the Colts. doesn't matter. Okay, sure. Well, Unlike the-, the Colts, you just told us that they were going to go big. I know. I, I thought that, too. I thought that, okay? You I was said wrong. That you, and I begged you to, to, to fucking go in the other direction. I know. Game. I had a feeling about luck that he was going to pull together. And I was... The, the Patriots own him. Yeah, they well, do. You, you Four games straight. You don't own Russell Wilson, dude, okay? Uh, it seems oh, they, like we know which way you're thing. leaning. They lost by one point. First of all, how can anybody feel good about Russell Wilson with all those fucking picks he threw? It was terrible. He finally got together in overtime somehow. This is the ballsiest thing. To throw deep like that after you've had four picks... That's the thing that Fez Watley never gets. Fez Watley thinks because something bad happened earlier, your day is ruined. This guy had four picks. To the same dude, to curse. And was like, fuck that, I'm going deep. When he let that fucking ball fly, I was like, it's another pick! But when it was in the air! Yeah. <laughs> I was like, why would you do that? No, you know what um, What I said when it, when it was in the air? Yeah. Bum, bum, bum. It was like the natural. It was like the football version of the natural. Bum, 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 bum. And I was just thinking Russell Wilson running around in fields somewhere. Um, here's uh, Lou. Lou, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, cousin. Hey, cousin. Uh, Ronnie, I need to make a request. Can you please have uh, Chris Stanley there make a pick for every single uh, prop bet coming up for the Super Bowl? Because he's making a gold mine uh, for, for your listeners. Well, why don't you give me a piece of that then, dude? See, that's this is how to ruin a jinx. <laughs> you can't make money off a jinx. Well, look, I will I will pick every fucking prop bet out there leading up to the Super Bowl. I mean, we have to get there to, to, for all the props to come out. But I'll throw that out there. I'll, I'll make everybody money. Let's parlay 20 prop bets in a row. I already have a feeling about the National Anthem. What are you feeling? I'm feeling the over. <laughs> who's singing the National Anthem? Do we know? I, for, I, I forgot who was singing it. but I'm I, hoping it's Nipsey Russell. When I saw it, I was like, they're definitely going to go over. <laughs> well, um... John Legend. 
Oh, he's gone over. Right? He's, he's a fucking note holder from way back. <laughs> Thank you. So the weird thing was this game was so god awful. Uh, and then New England dominates, looks perfect, and they're taking shit today because uh, they're saying that they uh, deflated footballs. Uh, hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Now, I don't know. I don't know why they feel the need that they need that team to be evil. It's this fucking narrative they, that everyone has jumped in on. Well, but do you know who broke the story about this? Some sports writer in Indiana. A Colts guy, yeah. He starts screaming about, I hear from the NFL, I hear rumors that they're, they're weighing balls and the investigation to follow. Some douche. Uh, because he feels bad that his team got... It's fucking cunning kicked in. Literally got their cunning kicked in. And then the dude tries like, like fucking like show he know he knows he's screwing up by like saying like, all right, look, I did nothing that matters, but nothing that mattered in that game. But I think the the balls were less uh, had, had less air in them. Then fucking shut up. It's no big deal. You're already starting this thing uh, because Tom Brady has saggy balls. So what? Hashtag. They hang a little low. Who's saying they don't? Look, Giselle loves hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. No one blames her. No one fucking blames those her. Those are winning saggy balls. <laughs> yeah. Did you see that Giselle put out those pictures of the Brady boys watching the game? They're fucking adorable. Yeah. That's got to be the weirdest thing to be a little kid and know that your dad is Tom Brady. Like he's the man. I would actually say to my mom, wait, the Tom Brady? Like from TV? Yeah. So that makes you a supermodel. Yeah, I'm a supermodel kid. Well, then we're princes. And princes in New England. Uh, Bruce in Louisiana, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, Ronnie. The reason everybody always gives the Patriots shit and tries to knock them down, nobody likes a cocky, arrogant winner. You can be confident. You can be humble. Right. But if you're cocky and fucking arrogant, they hate you. Now, tell me who's cocky and arrogant. Tom Brady? Yep. Fucking Belichick. First he of all, won't, he always, Be he's Belichick. Always hold on, Belichick is fucking joyless. Belichick, <laughs> just to look at him shows that you get very little pleasure from work. And he is not I mean. cocky and arrogant. The f by the way. If anybody's cocky and arrogant, it's that fucking Seattle team. After the game, now they're all yelling at fucking reporters. Remember last year? Yeah. One guy yelled at the reporter. Yeah, now sure, they're all yelling at reporters. And by the way, for everyone who says that Tim Tebow got fucking run out of the league for praying, look at the the length of the prayer that went on after that game. Immediately And after. sobbing. Sobbing. I guess believing that the Lord... Helped him as soon as it ends. I they, they it's a close up of Wilson crying, and they see him kneeling down. I mean, it's, oh, I must he's really intense. Then they pull back, and it's a fucking prayer circle with everyone sobbing. And then immediately after the game, the first thing he starts saying is thanking God, and God's on the fucking side of the Seahawks. It was intense. Let me see what people are writing into us. Have you ever seen him run without balls in his hand? Neither have I. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Uh, Pepper Dicks better check the weather. No, that's not the fucking right thing. Um, a little soft to the touch, but they get the job done. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Tom Brady in Chinese means one hung low. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls.
Tom Brady dips his nuts in Starbucks coffee <laughs> so the Seahawks can get a taste of home during the Super Bowl. Hashtag, and they just they didn't put Tom Brady has saggy balls. Uh, Giselle uses them as a change purse. Hashtag, Tom Brady has saggy balls. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Only known for the tuck rule. Hashtag, (laughs) Tom Brady has saggy balls. Um, I will tell you this. For all the uh, shit that you hear out there about New England. You can't look at that offense and not think, oh, there's the way it's supposed to work. Like, I can't sit around. I'm not a Patriots fan, right? Yeah. And I'm not going to be happy if the Patriots lose. But I'm not going to sit here and just say, oh, they cheat all the time, or oh, they're arrogant, or I hate looking at those guys. Those guys run a fucking offense... As well as it can be run right now. When it's running on all cylinders, it's just, it's scary to watch. And you get a great offense like that, playing the Seattle defense, which is terrific. And what more do you want? You're going to have an exciting Super Bowl. It is, again, it's the best offense versus the best defense. Same thing as last year. Uh, yeah, and how did that work out? Badly. That fucking offense got creamed. Every game, Tom Brady goes saggy balls to the wall. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Maybe Chris Stanley can rub them. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. No. Wouldn't Andrew Luck know something is wrong when he felt them? Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. After draining his seed into Giselle, <laughs> hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. You got any of these? Give us a call. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Or just use the hashtag, hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Good thing it's not his center. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. No need to plant that foot when hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Uh, Chuck, you're on the Ron Fez show. Hey, Ronnie, how you doing? Good. Hey, listen, I had a question, but first you was talking about New England's offense and defense. I think the best part of their team is they adjust. They adjust on the offensive side, and they can adjust on the defense. And that's Bill Belichick fucking running the team. He's a genius. Yeah, yeah. Plus, uh, you gonna break out that song that East Side Dave did between now and the Super Bowl? I promise we will play "Fuck Tom Brady" today, and I'm sure over the next couple of weeks. Uh, no, um, let's see. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls in Pepper's mouth all night long. Uh, They sag but clang together because they're solid brass. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Why did Tom Brady build a moat around his house? Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Feel free to call or hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Um, But the game itself, it looks to be a good one. You've got the evil empire in New England. you got this basically 
Rara coach in Seattle. Who was the last coach of the, the Patriots before Belichick, which is weird. Wow, I did not even realize that. Are yeah. you sure? Yes. That is wild. That's how far back we go. Yeah. There's a lot of shit going on. Like, uh, the last person to go to two Super Bowls in a row was Brady. Now it's Russell Wilson. He's the f- first uh, quarterback to do it after Brady. It's There's a lot of shit going on. This is and like this the- is Tom Brady's sixth Super Bowl. Of course, he's the only member of the, the Super Bowl winning team still left. Um, nobody on that team, I think, has... Rings. Him and I think Vince Wilfork. I think it's only, those are the only two. The rest of the team is brand new to the Super Bowl with the Patriots. Um, is that right? Yeah. And Wilfork's saving ladies, dragging people out of fucking burning cars. They're ready for it. Um, it's, you know. It's going to be cool. I mean, part of me wants Seattle because I want to have a team of the decade, and they're the only chance we have right now. Yeah, they need to win two. Like at four minutes left, I was like, "Wow, it's gone." It's it's. I mean, the pack. Well, I guess the Packers won, but we were all thinking Seahawks were going to be could be the team of the century. Way to go, Jinxie. He's probably <laughs> an atheist. Tom Brady has hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls and can hand them over like no one ever could. Uh, Tom Brady's cup runneth over. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Uh, Blunt loves to hold on and run with Tom Brady's saggy balls. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. New England has a huge spread. And hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Um, Miss J in Florida, you're on the Run of Fez show. What's up, cousins? Hey, cuz. Pepper Hicks. Favorite tea bag. Hashtag Tom Brady's saggy balls. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. I hate when they lean at you, Chris, but what am I going to do about that? <sighs> mean. They're mean. Jay in Virginia. Jay in Virginia, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, boys. Uh, Giselle uses his nutsack as a loofah because hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Nick in Cleveland, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey guys, if um, if the Patriots win this season, if the Patriots win the Super Bowl, will Aaron Hernandez get a Super Bowl ring? Uh, no, he's not part of that team. He's off the roster. Yeah, he's been off the roster for two years. He's indicted. Um, come on. Perfect for teabagging. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Tom Brady blew out both knees because hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Um. Ben's down. Oh, Bean's down in Bean Town. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Uh, funny shit though. He walked back to the Super Bowl easily enough, despite hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Why Russell Wilson was crying about going to the Super Bowl? Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. He wears high top cleats so he can tuck them in his hashtag <laughs> Tom Brady has saggy balls. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, watch your step in the shower. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Uh, here's Luke. Luke, 
in Austin. How you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm doing great, buddies. How you doing? I'm ready for Scrotum Bowl Sunday. Looking for Tom Brady has saggy balls. Scrotum Bowl Sunday. <laughs> Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Or go to Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Al, in Maryland, you're on the Run and Fez show. Yeah, I don't like the dick. So I yield the pepper, t- pepper hicks. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. That's fucking true. Oh, no, it's that not. That is true. Those are lies, Ron. Don't listen to that guy. Marshawn Lynch is thankful that hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Every time he shits, it's another tea party. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. It's pretty warm in that Arizona desert. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Um, Tom needs to do the tighten up. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. It's fucking funny shit. It is uh, the Ron and Fez show. Twitter is a buzz right now with hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. We all thought it was a hand warmer. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. His back's not fracture, but hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. They're going to stick his legs in Arizona. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Not as big as a centaur sack. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Gronk tried to spike them in the end zone. (laughs) Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. He stuffs them into his Ugg boots when it's cold. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. And of course, we're doing this because it's ridiculous that the deflated football story is what the big story is out there. That's gotten legs. That's fucking. It's it's now going to the NFL. Now it's the big story. Like, oh my god, they're cheaters. You know what? They dominated the Colts as they should have, which I should have fucking foreseen, but I did not. Of course, you didn't. You actually assisted Brady. It is embarrassing that this is where we go. Bill in St. Louis. Bill, how you doing, buddy? Thank God he's not a center because Tom, hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. It is true. This is the only position he'd be able to play. He has no career. He's a center. He gets kicked out. I thought he was saying centaur. I'm always very sensitive to that. I'm always thinking it's. Go- you I call always- it the C word. <laughs> yeah, basically, I always feel like it's around the corner. Like, oh, what, I, do I feel safe going out today? What's going to happen? Someone threw a C bomb at me. Is that why you don't have a Twitter account? Yep. I don't need these. Hey, they hate us because they ain't us, Ron. Huh? Remember oh, the interview? <laughs> no, I didn't see it. Is it good? Yeah, it's pretty funny. It's got great stuff. Uh, Jim in Tampa, you're on the Run of Fest show. Now that's a Nicky Shuffle. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Let's uh, read some of these that are going up on Twitter right now. Too low hung. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Why does Bill Belichick wear an extra large hoodie? Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. <laughs> Eli Manning uses them as a punching bag in the Super Bowl. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Hey, Marshawn Lynch, you just won the Super Bowl. What do you want to say? Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. His his Uggs may be dry, but hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. 
Pepper Hicks, more like Pepper Licks. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Oh, nasty, dude. Russell Wilson's worst nightmare? Fez's fantasy. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Uh, married to Giselle, I'm surprised there's anything left in the tanks. <laughs> Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. <laughs> Is there a male version of Kegel exercises? Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Peyton Manning can suck on. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. All up on the internet right now. Jump in and be a part of that. On the hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Um, Hey, Bill. Bill in Texas. What do you got for me, buddy? When you're flying in space and your ball hits your face. That's actually pretty good because like it's like a little tune, Chris. Yeah, it's like a song. I can sing it to myself. Yeah, it's like a fun song. Uh, Tim in Tulsa, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. More like Pepper's a fucking idiot. True. That didn't even rhyme. Yeah, that's perfect. It's worst. Kevin in South Carolina. Microsoft relocates to Boston. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. And uh, on Twitter, it's hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Let's check out some of these. Thank, uh, Boy, they keep going back to the center joke. Um, hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls is an, an actual defensive audible in Seattle. Don't be embarrassed, son. Even hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. He wears a bra instead of a jock. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Laces out, Dan! Laces out, Dan! Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Always the correct PSI. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Ron just read my... Oh, I'm not going to do that one. When he cliff dies, he soars like a dude in a wingsuit. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Shout out to Nick Kroll. Hashtag <laughs> Tom Brady has saggy balls. Brings new meaning to the term New England clam chowder. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. These are funny as shit. I always thought he was a little bow-legged. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. He needs to wax them, not shave them. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. It's for a better grip. That's why. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Could have caught that onside kick. Got pinched in the toilet seat. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Michael... Sam dreams about the fact that hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Let's go over here to back to the phones. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Dustin, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, uh, hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Chris Stanley touches kids. Josh, you're on the Run of Fez show. No wonder he's only got one rushing touchdown on the year. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Gary in Tampa. As reported by Mama Manning, 
Hashtag Tom Brady has shaggy balls. Let's see, that's sad. By the way, they're not shaggy balls. Saggy balls because he deflates them. He deflates the football so he's able to score so many touchdowns. <laughs> they're less full. And young Andrew Luck cannot. On in the internet, it's hashtag Tom Brady has sa- uh, saggy balls up on Twitter or give us a call at 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Jim in Pennsylvania, you're on the Run and Fez show. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls, but at least he doesn't suffer from Sunday downers. <laughs> Tom in Boston. The pressure will be raised in Arizona. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Ken in Chicago. Not the only standalone fruit. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Bill in Tennessee. He's a fucking multimillionaire, and he can't get his balls out of toilet water. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. That's a little on the nose, isn't it? I mean, that's uh, Mike in Queens. It's third and two. Two balls, that is. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. It's the Ron and Fez show. Sending it out there to the world. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Let's read some of your tweets. Seattle will hang them from their trailer hitch. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Much to the anal delight of the New England tight end. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Seahawks outpray Patriots. And now Tom Brady has saggy balls. Why was the New England team bust late for the Super Bowl? Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Can't keep grass stains out of. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Patriots tell Indianapolis it's to hold horses. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Dick poop. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Pre-game ritual includes sitting in a walk-in cooler to tighten them up. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Too many players on the field. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Gonna go balls deep. <laughs> Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. If you can look uh, closely, you can see Newton's cradle. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. What does Peyton Manning spread that pizza sauce with? Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Yeah? So fucking what? Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. There will be no holding calls on hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. If he farts hard enough, he can hit himself in the belly button. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. It is the Ron and Fez show. Jumping out there and trying to make this happen. Getting Twitter motivated. It's hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Uh, If you'd like to jump on the phones, it's 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Here's Joe in Utah. He names his left testicle piss and his right testicle vinegar. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Tom in Oklahoma. Brady will gallop into the Super Bowl riding side saddle on Ron's pet centaur because Tom Brady has saggy balls. 
Uh, let's go over here to Todd in Detroit. What's that on Fez's upper lip? It's not a mustache. Hashtag Tom Brady's got saggy balls. Uh, Dustin in Tennessee. One time I took a piss next to Tom Brady in the urinal. He said, damn, this floor is cold. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Jim in Tampa. Because using a hippity hop is a 15-yard penalty. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Chuck in Oklahoma. You're on the Ron and Fez show. Uh, here's Paul in Cleveland. You're on the Ron and Fez show. He's going to the Boston Teabag Party. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. If you're out there on Twitter, here is your hashtag. Uh, hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls is the real reason he wasn't drafted until the sixth round. Hashtag uh, Lance Armstrong cheated with one, but hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Seahawks, more like CD's nuts. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Why, yes, they do wobble to and fro. Why do you ask? Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Pats fans have bad knees because hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Jeffrey Gurian will not get the reference to hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Uh, why did the refs call Tom Brady for tripping during the AFC Championship game? Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Um, they're easier for his guys to catch. It's in their mouths. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Um, Tom Brady has a bad haircut to take away from the fact that hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. They walk downstairs alone or in pairs and make a slinkity sound. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. About to get some cold cuts. About to get some cold cuts. Oh, and hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. It's up on Twitter. Under hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls, or you can call us at 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um, Jay in California, you're on the Ron and Fez show. The lone set of balls, hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. That's a good one, actually, <laughs> and it ties in. John, go ahead, buddy. Belichick can't fit him in his mouth. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Oh, you got to be pumped for this, huh, dude? Yep. You guys are back. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. East End Rob, what do you got, buddy? Ronnie B, the, uh, that old Patriot helmet logo, it featured Tom Brady as dressed as a U.S. Patriot holding a deflated football right beneath his crotch. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Boy, you never would have got that on Twitter. You never would have got that on Twitter. Too much. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Eric. Eric in Jersey. No sex is a hetero. No sex is a homo. Makes Fez a no-mo. Hashtag Tom Brady has soggy balls. Uh, They're not soggy. They're saggy. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Andrew, in Nebraska, what do you got, buddy? Giselle had to buy a deeper purse. Hashtag Tom Brady. Tom Brady has saggy balls. Joe, in Mississippi, what do you got? Bill Belichick 
doesn't wear a jacket. Hashtag Tom Brady. Hashtag Bob. Chuck and Mass, what do you got? I think I see the pre. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Give us a call now with your hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Or go on Twitter and it's hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Remember to retweet each other, favorite each other, get it out there. It's hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. You have to ride in the back seat because his nuts ride shotgun. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Boston strong because hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. But it's a dry heat. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. His athletic cup is another helmet. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Nah, Tom, you can have the shower all to yourself. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Please throw your carry-on under your seat. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. His dick has its own airbag. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Put it out there on Twitter at hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Remember to retweet each other and um, favorite. favorite each other uh, to get this thing up and trending. That's if they let us get this one through. Sometimes you can slip yeah. some of these through, and other times they'll ball block you. Uh, Joe in Connecticut. One is by land, two is by sea. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Bruce, what do you got, buddy? The five-point stance prevents him from being a down lineman. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Eric, what do you got? Eric in Arkansas. He never has to polish his shoes. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Eric in Colorado, what do you got, buddy? Massachusetts, new state logo. Tom, hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Rick in Long Island. Here's the hashtag... Tom Brady has saggy, saggy balls. Pete in Oklahoma. Yeah, baby. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Yeah, baby. Zach in Mass. What do you got? When I sleep at night to keep my balls warm, I tuck them in Giselle's pussy. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Blunt. Blunt. Eight six six Ron Zero Fez. Eight six six Ron Zero Fez. It's a hashtag contest. Hop on Twitter or give us a call at eight six six Ron Zero Fez. Eight six six Ron Zero Fez. Let's read some of these off the internet right now. It's hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Uh, hey, um, his athletic cup has another helmet. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Uh, you have to, um, why did Belichick say the halftime inspired to inspire the Pats? Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. He plays sag football, not flag football. <laughs> uh, hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. The word in, Ge- in Gillette Halls is that hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Super Bowl Shuffle, hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. 
What does New England consider going deep? Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. The Brazilian vacuum made it possible. <laughs> Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Can't uh, wait for the new Instagram series featuring Tom Brady, the balls. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Birds peck at them on the beach. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Um, why don't we uh, pump this up with the fuck Tom Brady song, which we haven't played in a long time. Uh, Chris Stanley, who are the people who put this together? That's the Davey Mac Sports Program. Eastside Dave McDowell, myself, Roy, and Sean. How old is this song now? This song is now... Th- uh, three years old. Three years old. Almost to the day. Almost to the day. <laughs> this was the big hit. It was. It was huge. From 2012, everybody was dancing to it. It's Giants time in the Super Bowl. Eli Manning and Antrell Rose gonna win. Yeah. Dominate, baby. Gonna fuck the shit out of Tom Brady. That's right. Lawrence Times kicking in your face. Yeah. Tom Coffin, give it some bass. Bob Dylan said, Gonna fuck the shit out of Tom Brady. Tickle me, Elmo. No, tackle me, Ose. Belichick, Brady, all pussy and pussy. Giants Cape Fear. Eli's Max Katie. Gonna ruin your boat. Badly, Tom Brady. Break it down, Roy Schaefer. David Max Sports Program. Subscribe on iTunes, Daddy, and listen on Sirius XM. Wyclef John is from fucking Haiti. Gonna Fuji your shit. Tom Brady. Pirate says, Ahoy, matey. Gonna watch the plank and fuck you, Tom Brady. With the Giants, Daphne Coleman is 80. Fucking dagger your ass, Tom Brady. Woo! Yeah! David Max Sports Program. You know what time it is. Why did I always remember that song being funnier? Well, it's hysterical. It's great. All right, some of the references aren't, you know, they don't work anymore. Let me ask you this, Chris Stanley, and I would never tell you guys how to do your business. Yeah. Is there a chance for a 2015 remix? Look, Tom Brady's in it, isn't he? Right? Yeah. Fuck this shit out of Tom Brady, too. I'm just saying some remix, you know, something that the kids can get into. Uh, Maybe dubstep. Yeah. You got to dubstep it up, have a drop. I mean, you guys, quite frankly, you're sounding like three years old. Well, that's fun to be honest about this. Because that's from three. But no, look, that was a huge hit for us. Yeah. It was gigantic for the David Max Sports Program. Now, let me just tell you this. And I'm going to ask you because I was looking at it. Yeah. This thing has exploded on the Internet. And it looks like we're being blocked by Twitter. We're being cock-blocked by Twitter. I'm going to other fucking things that are trending, and there's nothing coming in on them. I'm watching this and scrolling like a fucking lottery machine. It's crazy. But, I mean, I can't blame them for (laughs) running their thing the way they want to. And maybe they don't want Tom Brady has uh, saggy balls, but maybe they've lined up a plan for us since (laughs) Obama's nuts. I'm, all right, I'm just on everything. Nothing's coming in for anything that's trending in the United States right now. Yeah, we're not on there? Bullshit, dude. Bullshit. Well, I see it exploding. I see it exploding. I'm watching it moving on Twitter. I'm watching it. Just fucking search hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Um, Come on. 
Let's go over here to uh, Trevor in California. When you got skid marks on your ball, hashtag Tom Brady has shaggy ball. It's not shaggy. Um, Brian in Denver, you're on the Run of Fed show. They lifted the curse, but they can't lift. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Josh in New York, you're on the Run of Fed show. Des Brian couldn't keep them from popping out either. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Matt in Winchester. Hey, last year it was T-Boy. This year it's T-Bag. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Gary in Buffalo. Mama Mancini's the meat lovers meatballs. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Uh, Red in Philly. When I was younger, we used to play smear the queer. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. CJ in California. Andrew Luck grows Amish beard to prevent his chin from touching. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Bobby in Florida. What do you got? Giselle's cat don't need no toys because hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. All right, let me read some more of these. Um, That explains why his intro music is The Horse. Uh, Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. The Ron and Fez Show is now trending nationwide. believe it america you broke through we we went from it looked like a block according to paranoid chris stanley to up to number four hashtag tom brady has saggy balls the ron and fez show is now trending nationwide twitter can't ignore hashtag tom brady has saggy balls I guess not. Uh, maybe there's like a little lag there on hashtag Tom Brady as uh, saggy balls. But congratulations, America. Uh, a lot of that. Uh, that's a lot of onion. Hashtag Tom Brady as saggy balls. Sag. More like the Screen Actors Guild. More like the Golden Globes. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. What's the biggest attraction in the NFL Super Bowl fan experience? Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Um, So big they have their own headphones sponsorship. (laughs) Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Next year the Colts are going to walk all over. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Not a wrinkle on his face, but... Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. It takes a community to raise them. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Works great as a windsock doing field goals because hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Gronk, don't spike that. Hashtag (laughs) Tom Brady has saggy balls. Always awkward in the huddle. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. They were once used in the end zone cannon. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. How could Twitter have even thought about blocking these? Um... Need my goats to tote these groats. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Marky Mark and the Funky. Hashtag as uh, Tom Brady has saggy balls. They once got busy in a Burger King bathroom. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Um, F word, F word, F word. And that's the other F word. 
the other F word, the other F word. Oh. Maybe now Fez will join in. Oh. Hashtag Tom Brady. Now, Fez? Yeah, sorry. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. It is the Ron and Fez show. Uh, trending now. At, where are we? Number Go four. Go ahead and hit it. Still number four? The Ron and Fez show four. is now trending nationwide. Uh, Jim and Mass. Jim, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Use them to mark first downs. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Um, Matt in Illinois. Giselle kicks him like Pele. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Andy in Akron. These balls can't be deflated. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Brian in Louisville. He just made a donation at the sperm clinic. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. David in Texas. Tom Brady stays in the pocket because hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Scott in Wisconsin. Says Watley finally has something in common with hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Uh, Our buddy Snowy back into this. What do you got, Snowy? Hope nobody on the field's wearing metal spikes. Hashtag Tom Brady has. Baggy ball. Hopefully not those golden cleats. Oh, no. You'll get kicked out of the league for that. Uh, trend at number four on Twitter today. Hashtag Tom Brady's got saggy balls. Even his balls are better looking than the Mannings. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Gas interference. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Um... That's really, really funny shit. And it was, I don't know whether they attempted to block us for a while or there was just a lag time. I immediately thought, I mean, that's going to number four. I mean, it was nowhere than four. So there had to be some sort of lag because otherwise it's crazy. It just pounced in there. Yeah, it just jumped up into it. Always my favorite thing is when people are not listening to the show and then just look up and see something that says hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. It's so goddamn funny. First, like, random bots pick it up, then regular people are like, oh, wow, all right, I'll jump in on this. Uh, Twitter obviously exploded the other day during that game, and I went and looked at it because I'm like, when everybody was going crazy and my text is blowing up with friends, you know, what the fuck is happening? (laughs) I'm riding your ass. And then we thought you could come back and win Seattle and the over. We were going crazy. I know. I know. I was going back and forth the entire game. I was like, I don't believe this is happening. You actually would just tweet to me. I'm going fucking insane right now. <laughs> I, how could you I'm not, out of my mind. How could you not watch that crazy ass game? They get the onside kick. Fez, did you watch the game? No, I didn't watch any no! of it. No! I don't believe him. I cannot and do not believe him. It was the one day where you're like, now I see this is why I watch sports. You know what I mean? Where any, literally anything could happen. It actually did. Anything happened. Well, it <laughs> felt like I'll be able to tell people about this. When this makes the NFL films one day, you'll say to your grandchild, I was watching that game. It was great. Tom, hashtag Tom Brady has sweaty balls. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what it felt like. It felt like 
this is the only thing you could uh, be paying attention to. And so all 10 topics had to do with the game. We got an update. Is that what the thing was about? Hit it. The Ron and Fez Show is now trending nationwide. Ladies and gentlemen, we're not just trending. We just trended number one. Yeah! With hashtag Tom Brady has sweaty balls. Give yourself a big hand. Uh, It's an exciting day. Uh, Russell Wilson is crying right now. (laughs) And in a prayer circle with Chris Stanley. They didn't believe it. It seemed like they were being kept out. Uh, What are you grabbing a screensaver on that? That's why I like to get him. Sure. So funny. Chris, do you believe that Fez watched the game? Yes or no? How could you not watch that thing? Like, there was like a fuck. There was like an aura in the air once. I agree. The last couple minutes. I mean, it went from pure boredom to. Like, I would see people in the street later, right? On my block. And we'd be like. See each other, and we'd go. Did you see the fucking end of that game? As and it was very weird. Some people felt bad for the for the uh, Packers. I did not, and I I didn't have a dog in the fight. But I'm sorry. Win that fucking game. Don't sit there and try to run out the clock when you got Aaron Rodgers. Go for first downs. Win the game. It was ridiculous. It, it was pretty much when the the last pick happened. When Russell Wilson's fourth pick it was like, oh wow, this game really is a shit fest. This is really over because you're thinking he might get one more score. Then they go three and out. The Packers. Oh my god. Yeah, it was just. It's like you you knew everyone was talking about that. You know, you knew everyone was locked into this fucking. So let me ask you this, Chris. Did you see Seattle win? Or the Packers lose. You saw the Packers lose. Because they have what? They have five turnovers. The w- One was off of fucking special teams and four picks. They get to fucking first and goal. Fuck, and they, they kick two field goals when they know they're against the fucking Seahawks. This was what is funny to me. Um, a couple people, when I'm over at my coffee place, they're going, Did you see the Patriots game? They're going to destroy the Seahawks. And I go like this. Do you expect Russell Wilson to have two awful games in a row? He had an awful game. He won. What does that mean? Team of destiny. I and mean, yet I still think I'm going to pick the winner. I mean, and he was. It became. He became like the Russell Wilson we know that we expected in overtime, like when he had to hitting those fucking hitting fuck Baldwin and Curse, Curse, whatever. Yeah, but at the same time, look how quickly Aaron Rodgers drove down with a couple minutes left for that field goal, which he could have been doing all fucking game. Yeah. yeah. If that, they that. would just let him go. Ridiculous. It was a ridiculous game. All right, it's fine. It's fine. Just calm the fuck down. Uh, here's a couple that are really funny. Um, why is hashtag Trump, Tom Brady has saggy balls trending? <laughs> Tom Brady has saggy balls. Ha ha ha. Um, these are the always the funnest one. What I call non-listener uh, tweets. Um, did you know that hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls? He didn't play with deflated balls. <laughs> hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Um, 
This guy, Chris, says, Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Yeah? Well, picks, or it isn't true. I gotta see picks, or it isn't true. That's the rule of the internet. I think it's rule 34. Or 72, I can't remember. Which is it? Picks or didn't happen. Rule 34. Wait, they're actually... Oh, wait, no, it's rule 72. You just... You're going back and forth, Chris. You're driving me fucking bonkers. No, rule 34 is if... Oh, my uh, God. If it exists, there is porn of it. Trend it, number one. Let's Huge. even hear that again. Brain. The Ron and Fez Show is now trending nationwide. Congratulations to the Ron and Fez uh, listeners. Beautiful. It's a beautiful day. Today. That's amazing. I just checked my email. Some people that don't have Twitter try to send it on the email. <laughs> that does like, can you put this up for me? No. Uh, this person just wrote, OMFG. Hashtag Tom Brady as saggy balls is trending. The balls are sagging. That's what we're stating here. They're, look, they're not wet. They're not saggy. They're saggy. It's the only way that team can win is by cheating. Not because they have the greatest fucking quarterback of all time. Not because Gronk is unstoppable when he's healthy. Not because their their coach is a goddamn genius and may be the greatest coach in any sport of all time. It's all because Tom Brady has saggy balls. That's it. That's, that's the cult killer. Those Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. This guy goes like this. Um, why is this trending? Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. That's the guy who doesn't watch sports or get jokes. Everyone's tweeting about the flake gate is just jealous because we're so good. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. I agree, dude. I fucking agree. <laughs> That's from Scott. Scott Mankins. Uh, trending viral now, viral now, trending content now. I love when those little things try to hop on after the fact. Uh, Amos, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Not only does Tom Brady have saggy balls, he also uses the tuck rule. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Chuck, you're on the Ron and Fez show. They keep having to rely on the field because hashtag. Tom Brady has saggy balls. Um, and let's go over here to Alex. Alex, you're on the Run of Fez show. Six matches on the face during doggy style. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Joe in Orleans. Lost you, buddy. Uh, reading more non-fucking listeners are weirded out. Some things I don't need to know, but I suffer, so should you. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. The randomly used hashtag today is hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. I guess this means he can't hula hoop. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Tom Brady has balls? Who knew? Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. When he scrambles, they have to repaint the lines because hashtag Tom Brady has um, saggy balls. Laughing my ass off, hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls is trending. Those are my favorite kind of... And I just picture them all. I'm not saying gay. 
I'm saying effeminate. <laughs> I'm not getting into the Billy Crystal stuff. Oh, good. Good. That's bad, I think. Billy couldn't have looked more older than when he does that. Yeah. I don't mind if they do it. I just don't want them doing it in front of us all the time. Well, they got to show it off. Why? Why can I turn on my TV without seeing two Brocklewash sitting there smooching? Real need for the Yiddish. I hope the uh, Patriots choke because hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. The pool overflows when he walks in. Hashtag Tom Brady uh, has saggy balls. This person just puts, what? <laughs> My wife asked why Tom Brady's knees were swollen. I said, honey, don't mind. It's just that hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Here, this person just, what kind of trend is this? Hashtag Tom Brady has uh, saggy balls. I thought your balls were saggy, but hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Trend at number one in America. Number one. And you wonder why we feel so damn good about ourselves here on the Ron and Fez show. You wonder why we say the Ron and Fez show has the best listeners in radio today. Because you've trended number one in the nation. Hashtag Tom Brady has sweaty balls. You're the fucking Super Bowl champions, folks. Not those assholes in Seattle or New England. You, the Ron and Fez listener. The gold standard. They're the gold standard of call. Gold. Gold standard. <laughs> Love it. What was that? Who was the girl who sang um, the thing the other day? She was an American Idol. Oh, it starts with a K. She was... Um, is it Kira Knightley? No, not Kira Knightley. No, it was... Shelby Kins, you'll know this. Who was the little girl that was the American Idol girl that was singing? Was it... Uh... Carrie Underwood? No, not no. that big. No. Shittier than Carrie Underwood. Yeah, much shittier. But she was so fucking funny, if you can find it, because she's always... Everything's got a uh, an H to it, no matter no matter what she's singing. She would drop the H sound before it. I'll find it. Oh, here's that hot-spangled... Tom Brady is sweaty. Saggy balls goes to number one. They're so saggy. It's just awful. Catherine McPhee. That's her. Um, so a lot of non-listeners are getting huge um, excitement out of the hashtag that you guys put together. Some of them are writing, best trending hashtag of all time, hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Um, you want to play a little bit of her? Yeah, I, I pulled her up. Yeah. yeah, let's just play a little. Listen for her th dropping an H wherever she can. So proudly we hail. What? What? At the twilight's last 
It's red glare. That's how it's supposed to be said. Red glare, the bombs bursting in a gay through the night that our flesh had our strength. Still there. Oh, say, does oh. <laughs> that And it just went out there. And the home. And the home. There's so many H's. So I guess she never won the American Idol before? Uh, no. No, I don't remember her. Too H-y? Yeah. I think you're too H-y. Why are you playing H's in every fucking song you sing, lady? <laughs> that would say fuck. Wait, dump out of that, that fuck. By the way, so we're, I'm watching the um, the wrestling last night because we're FaceTiming ta- uh, with a nephew in Florida who is wearing a stupid hat that Fez sent him everywhere he goes. What hat was that, Fez? That's, Br- That's Bray Wyatt's fedora. Uh, and his parents are a little alarmed because he tried to wear it to football practice. He's just <laughs> mad for it. But during the commercial, we heard someone say fucking. Really? Yeah. <laughs> During the wrestling show. Oh, is it from like the ring? No, it was from a commercial, Chris. Oh, a, co- a commercial. Someone dropped an F-bomb in a commercial. Yeah, because she had a snake around her fucking neck. And she actually said, I got a snake around my fucking neck. And we're like, damn. I want to buy that product now. Kids shows have gotten fucking <laughs> whack. <laughs> it was funny as shit. They got to appeal to that younger demo. Still at number one, congratulations uh, to the Ron and Fez listeners. Uh, it took a while to burst up, but basically then it just jammed up the charts. Yeah, and stayed there. Yeah. <laughs> There's some hiccups on Twitter today, but we're where we're supposed to be. Yeah, we're where we're supposed to be at number one. Sometimes it gets a little depressing when you just get number two and it goes back down because no one ever remembers what was number two at any time. No, you know, hit singles have a problem with that. You gotta be up. You gotta be up at top. Chris only likes the hits. He knows one song by Radiohead, "Creep," nothing right. else. There's other. Come on, I mean, "Creep" is the best song they have <laughs> by far. <laughs> Play "Creep" again. Like, you know, I like the remixes better to it. Tom York's voice is too, I don't know, not poppy. It is true, it's not very poppy. Here's what other people write. Non-listeners, this could be my favorite trending topic of all time. Hope next one is Tom Brady's crying. Not even gonna ask, this person says. Hashtag Tom Brady. You should, though. Jump in on it, too. This is the funniest hashtag in a long time, this person writes. Hermit Mickey. 
funny fucking shit. Very, very proud. Very proud. Because it's really about the deflated balls. I didn't even take it the way people were saying it. Yeah, I don't know how why they ran with it like that. I know. We're talking about possibly... Deflategate. Yeah, Deflategate. Or I heard it also called Balgazi. That's really offensive. <laughs> you know what I mean? Don't you think? I was like, well, you didn't hear that on TV, did you? I heard it on a internet forum. Okay, because that would really. Um, Joe, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey, I uh, just wanted to find out what's wrong with Fez. It's been over an hour, and all he said was sorry. Just having a nervous day today. Moon Tower? Party at the Moon Tower? Fucking Party at the Moon Tower is the shit. Party at the Moon Tower, y'all. Got a beer bus going right now. Party at the Moon Tower. Editor tries to get me doing a bunch of shit, but just fucks up my day. Editor's always fucking with me. There's a party at the Moon Tower if you get about our problems. <laughs> I'm telling you, Fez... Russell Wilson, doesn't matter what happens, all game. No one gives a shit. He's the fucking hero. Yeah. He fucking dropped. He's even. He's considered even better because he went back to the same guy who he fucking got four you, picks on. You are right. He's considered like the man because he trusted in himself and his receiver. All right, this person writes, I'm behind at work and was going to listen to Ron and Fez later on demand, but I immediately knew that they were behind <laughs> hashtag Tom Brady and saggy balls. That makes me proud, Bob. And then Val says, what the heck is this? Two smiley faces. Can you find the Russell Wilson in yourself, Moon Tower? Having trouble doing that today. Why? It's a happy day. Your show trended number one with you know with the thing a, a person your age should feel really proud about. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. <laughs> That's a maturity level that you've brought to your career that did not exist years ago. <laughs> this person writes Tom Brady has. Uh, hash, Tom Brady has saggy balls is trending. Never change, Twitter. Never change. Nerdy is cool says one of the all-time greatest hashtags to trend. John Pyle said this is my one tweet a year. Hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. That's right. You made it count. Rick in Louisville. Call now for a mortgage rate as low as hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Herb in Canada. After the play, offensive interference, hand, illegal hands to the hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. Mike in Oklahoma. Checking in as an ineligible receiver, number two, hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls. I, I will let you guys know this. After lingering for a while, hashtag Tom Brady has saggy balls has dropped to number two. What is number one, Chris? Hashtag Bieber roast. Oh, yeah, that's good. I mean, the fact that we even got past them. We kicked the shit out of Bieber roast. But you can't stay there forever. <laughs> I get it. Oh, so they're going to make fun of Bieber. Whatever. We're talking about the fucking Super Bowl here. We're talking about possible cheating and the conference championship. 
Those gonna remember who's gonna shit on Bieber. We'll probably fucking try to punch somebody. Oh god, that was fucking funny. Love it. Hey Bill, what's up, buddy? I'm taking this card holder, twenty nine seventy five, my cousin. Hooah. Hey, uh, Ronnie B, I want to ask Fez a question. Fez, you there, buddy? Yeah. What did you think of Sting's return to Monday Night Raw last night, baby? Oh, I haven't seen it yet. I've got it recorded. I haven't watched it yet. Mm. I know he was at SummerSlam. I miss Joker Sting. I wish he. I wish he'd show up like that. That is true. All right, we got a break here. Uh, who's coming up in the show later today, Chris? As Jackie Cashian, comedian. And after that. Mr. Morgan Spurlock, documentary film director. Documentary film, and I guess it's a TV. Is you, are you a documentary if you're on TV? Yeah, I think you can still be a documentary. So it's a documentary show. It's a doc. Mm. I don't know if I feel like it's a doc or not. It can still be a doc. How about a DMC for me, Fez, before our guest gets here? Like HBO had that, uh, like America Undercover, I believe it was. That was a doc series. I never watched it. It was pretty good. Had ecstasy, Dad. Well, ecstasy is fun, right? Well, this was like back, like in the nineties when they came. On. I'm not going to believe you when you say the nineties. I guarantee you, ecstasy, Dad, wasn't from the nineties. Right. I got fucking a to, to quote Chuck. I got a five dollar bill that says. All right, hold on. I'm going to look it up right now when this episode aired. Yeah. All right, small town ecstasy, HBO. All right, hold on. Two thousand two. <laughs> Give me that five dollar bill. Give me that five dollar bill. Steven Jersey. Oh, damn it. Hey Ron. Yeah. Did you uh, I was a little off topic. Did you guys get to hear the uh, the new basement tape yet? They had that special on Showtime. Yeah, I watched the Showtime special and I thought it was much more enjoyable than I thought it was. And I was enjoying even the Mumford and Sons on there and a lot of people badmouthed them to me, but they were uh they were pretty fucking locked in. Yeah, I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was pretty good, and uh, I think uh, you really can't go wrong with uh, anything with uh, T Bone Burnett producing. T Bone Burnett I mean, is brilliant. He is one of my all-time hopes and praise for an RBI. Um, but I will say this: I did not like when they had the actors playing the band and Dylan at Big Pink. I thought that was a little embarrassing. I didn't see it. Yeah, it was a little weird. I didn't, I didn't even anything. realize until like five minutes into it that that could not have been possibly footage from that. I know. I thought it was real at first too. I'm like, this is great. Um, that's the fakest looking five dollar bill I ever saw in my life, too, Chris. Dude, this is Put real. Put it back in your pocket. I don't want that fucking. I don't want to be tracked down over your shit. All right, I'm not seeing the thing in the middle, but it's real. I can tell you for sure, dude. This is real money. Well, I will also tell you this, folks. We're reading some of the non-listeners and how much they're loving. Um, Tom Brady has saggy balls, so great job. You made a bunch of fucking non-listeners laugh out there as well today. Oh, they're loving it. People are picking up all over it. Did you get a kick out of it, Moon Tower? I thought it was hysterical. Do your party at the Moon Tower. Party at the Moon Tower. <laughs> Pull that. Mark that. <laughs> Definitely. We're fucking pulling that one for the comedy festival.
That was awesome. Do you think he's really that nervous today or faking? <sighs> he broke down crying in the office. What about? I can't remember. But he did, he, Fez did break down. He, he started, he like went into a cry and then got out of it. Why were you crying in the office? I was just having some trouble getting some stuff done. When? Um, this morning, probably about um, quarter to 11, 10 to 11. Billy Crystal's right about you guys. I'm always putting it in our faces. I've always been a big Billy fan. This has done nothing to make me not a Billy fan. <laughs> What's his actual quote? <laughs> okay, all right. Let me let me find it. Um, he said, talking about gays. He said, sometimes I think, ah, that's too much for me. Too much gay. Sometimes it's just pushing a little too far for my taste. I'm not going to reveal to you which ones they are. I hope people don't abuse it and shove it in our face to the point where it feels like an everyday kind of thing. It is an everyday kind of thing. It doesn't have to yeah, be, that's though. the problem. It doesn't have to be. And he played a gay character on TV in the 70s. Yeah, but he didn't make out and shove it in people's faces. He's just like, hello, everybody. And that's how people like gays. Yeah. Like, I like gays when they're making, you know, when they're acting like women. Because then I can point at women and go, see? Look, that's how you that's really what, are. That's what you look and act like. <laughs> they got you. They got you, lady. Now change your ways. Uh, Bob in Florida. Yeah, I want to ask uh, Chris about uh, Trey Anastasio being dubbed to be the guitarist for the uh, the Dead's farewell. I saw shows that. That was pretty wild. Very exciting. Yeah, That's really well, cool. I'm going to hang up so I can listen to you. But well, there's nothing to listen. To he, he just said very exciting. I mean, he's not going to go in here from that. I guess back. you cannot expound. I thought perhaps you could expound, Ronnie. You uh, you played Wave That Flag about eight years ago as a lead in. Uh, for we do it every July Fourth. Yeah, you do it every July 4th. I didn't notice. I've yeah. listened, but I haven't heard the recurrence. But uh, anyhow, I wanted to thank you for that, because uh, I'm an older person. I didn't catch them when I could have. And I'm late to the scene, but I've really uh, uh, enjoyed all that I've learned about them. And, and uh, appreciate uh, your being the conduit to, to me. That's very uh, cool. Well, uh, thanks again. All right, Enjoy peace. Peace. Um. Yeah, it's a weird thing for them to do, but why not? You know, what's the big deal? I'm sure Kathleen from the Bronx will be there. Definitely. I'll go there. I'll sell some tanks. Like, who wants, who wants no some? tanks. That shit's over. <laughs> who wants Isn't it over now? No one's fucking walking around with balloons, are they? Yeah, dude. Still? Yeah. It's 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 just as big, man. It's crazy. I, I thought it'd be like, all right, you done fucking taking whippets? Nope. It's fucking big money, and people love it. It's hippie crack. I guess that's a word for it. That's what they call it. And mother dude just passed out around he tanks. Said motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> motherfuckers <laughs> just passed out around tanks down Shakedown Street. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that's the funniest. That's the funniest shit ever. I was leaving the fish show once at Man Square Garden, and dudes were just next to the train station, just selling with a tank, just selling balloons in the middle of Manhattan. It was crazy to see it. 
Well, it's actually a good thing because you're just thinking it's fucking balloon sales. Yeah. No, no one was bothered. Them. Cops weren't anywhere near them. They weren't getting bothered. They were just fucking selling five bucks a shot. So I was, as I got on the train, I grabbed a balloon for myself. <laughs> you weren't even at your show. <laughs> you know what? I think I will fucking take a whip it right now. <laughs> got nothing else going on. I mean, yeah. It's not going to last long. Nothing like being underground and hiring a whip it. <laughs> You're in a fucking cave, underground cave, like a bat. <laughs> Whacked out on a whippet. Go on the fucking turnstile, <laughs> just sucking on a balloon. <laughs> well, that's when you know you're a fucked up piece of shit. What? What's, what no, it's, I'm fucking taking advantage. It's like, oh, this is a special surprise. I'm gonna roll with it. Oh, uh, that shit is fucking funny as hell, man. Hopefully, the same thing will happen when the dead and Trey come to town. So, Fez, you got nowhere to go. You're not going to spound on this uh, Billy Crystal. We thought this one would have been in your wheelhouse. Well, I, I, just, I remember with, with him saying that, I remember why I always got annoyed and didn't like Billy Crystal. <laughs> when he does it on TV, it's groundbreaking. Oh, we made such big strides. Someone else does it, then it's gratuitous. Funny stuff. We'll break here. We're right back. Congratulations, Ryan Fez listeners. Huge. You went to number one today. <laughs> You're number one. You're number one. <laughs> Everyone gets a balloon. Fuck yeah. We should just have a tank in studio. <laughs> I got no fucking problems with it. <laughs> Ryan and Fez show. Ryan Fez on Raw Dog Comedy Hits. With the Run and Fez show, and in studio with us, Jackie Cashian. There she is. Here I be. There's Jackie. Hello, and welcome to me. She has a heart on her shirt today. I have two at ats who are in love from uh, from the, the the Star Wars. Okay, so it's nerdy. It's nerdy. Yeah. It turns out I might be a nerd, but a dork, a but geek. Here's the thing. What? It's not an outsider anymore. It's no, mainstream. No. So mainstream that yeah. there's a T-shirt available uh, that uh, I can get regarding anything. Even though last night I tried my Dune joke, uh, nobody got. It. Nobody got. It. Well, Chris Stanley is the. What age did you read Dune and you fell in love with it? Oh, I must have been like 12 years old when I read Dune. Yeah. Nice work. And the, and the movie I'm obsessed with, even though everyone hates it. Oh, the, it's terrible. The David Lynch. It's a terrible, one. terrible movie. Uh, and yet you still like it. Yeah. Baron if it's Hart- on, don't turn it off. The the best scene: Baron Harkonnen getting the heart plug taken from him. Oh yeah. It's great. Spoiler alert: uh, This movie. Is thirty-seven years old, uh, <laughs> but here's here's what I realized is because I'm in New York, I live in Los Angeles. You guys don't have a drought. No, 
I can be like an animal and let the water roll while I uh, brush my teeth. Well, here's the thing: we uh, we had a, a rain all weekend. We yeah. It see, it's the Northeast is a green place. It is a green place. Full but you of water. live in a de- desert. It's not They're a temporary. drought. It's a desert. <laughs> the weather is behaving the way it's supposed to behave. Right, and it's always been a drought. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you guys don't have any interest in rolling up like a garden hose and then bringing it over to L.A. We can roll it up, put it in Iowa when we. We don't need it. How how bad is it? And it's pretty bad. It's, yeah. It was it was it was fine. And but what made me laugh last night when I was brushing my teeth was I was like because I couldn't do it. I'm so used to turning the water off while brushing yeah. my teeth in between brushing my teeth that I was like, what are you, Paul Atreides? Are you Wadid? <laughs> are you some sort of Quetzalcoatlrock? You're allowed to just let water just flow. Yeah. And um, you were you were crying like an African, like when you see just right? the water here you know could take care all right i know how to put on the suit that's all i'm saying before before me and this guy me and chris are having the time of our lives over here with these dune references were you guys into the uh the man who fell to earth at all or is that too because that's bowie and he came from a dry planet i would just keep asking for water wherever he went (laughs) crazy fucking movie glass of water please yeah it's so crazy and it's been showtime shows it at Two o'clock in the morning. That's where it belongs. Every night. So every I'm like night. trying to fall asleep, and I'm like, no, I'm going to watch a little bit of this. You know what else I saw? I saw Tootsie the other night. The oh. first 20 minutes of Tootsie, the greatest movie ever made. That's true. Uh, the rest of it, mm, hits and spurts. Spurts and hits. Do you know, I would say the same thing the same about things. the other Dustin Hoffman movie that everybody makes fun of. Mrs. Doubtfire. No, no the um, the one where they, uh, Ishtar, right? Oh, okay. The first 20 minutes, they're bad songs. Writers, yeah, and it's it's a fucking scream. It's really funny. It's phenomenal. They're just writing writing bad songs, and it's really almost like a Christopher Guest film. Oh my gosh! And then they go to Ishtar, and everything falls into shit. Then I would love to do that because yeah. I've never I've, I haven't had the guts to watch Ishtar before it is for it is known for well, its uh, terribleness. Yeah, it, it's become that Al Gore said that he invented the internet right. thing that never really happened. Right. It just has spread itself it, yeah. into, into into canon, and now. It is myth. Non-thinking people get to dive on it, hey. right? And it's like, yeah, you remember that? <laughs> yeah, that Lego asshole. movie was good. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why that came into mind. Hex, uh, um, give me another sci-fi, a weird sci-fi movie. Well, there's Labyrinth. Is that sci-fi or fantasy? Oh, that was, is fantasy. I always thought yeah. that was more fantasy. You are correct. Yeah, I am incorrect. Dark Star. That's a weird sci-fi movie. Dark Star. I don't know if I know that. I think it's a Grateful Dead song. <laughs> <laughs> how about how about uh, um? Oh shucks! Well, this is a great radio. I yeah, can't remember is. the name of it. No, we're, a, this is, <laughs> let's just sit in it. No, believe me, we're like a lost my place type <laughs> of show. We do very well with it. Chris, I'm looking at the poster. I don't even know this. Yeah, this this was like a, almost like a precursor to Alien, where it was like a guy's on a ship and there's there's weird shit going on, and it's real weird. Do you it's, mean Silent Running? <laughs> How about That's Cool Running? Anyone? Anybody cool watching running, Cool the Running? The, the the one with the with the bobs yeah. nuts. It's uh, a little yeah. Jamaican bit for you. Did you ever read a book called When Gravity Fails? 
by George Alec Effinger? No, I don't think I have. It should be. It it, it would be the greatest Blade Runner esque movie in the world. It would be the great. It, it's it's set in like a futuristic Dubai or Mumbai uh-huh. or something with an eye, and uh, and and it's essentially in the red light light district of of a very uh, Muslim town, a very Islamic town, and so that's where all the whores and the dancers and the burlesque is happening. And this guy is a hard boiled detective, but it's set in the future where you can chip into things. You could get like a remember a flash card in old cameras, yeah, those big ones. You can uh, you can do that in your brain, and you can live somebody else's life. And so there's a serial killer out there, and so he gets modded, modified, so that he turns into like James. He's he's like the greatest, like Humphrey Bogart, James Bond, all rolled into one. And uh, and then he goes to find the serial killer. I definitely want to. I want to read when this. Gravity fails. When gravity fails. Okay. Now, is this is a fairly new book. Nope. Uh, well, twenty eighties, eighties, nineties. Yeah, eighties. And uh, so, which is probably thirty years. But yeah. the thing is, is it's a trilogy, and the first one's the best, as per usual. I like the fact that he's writing about that part of the world before anything yeah. anyone even yeah. the the fact that there's a billion people that nobody cared about in 1980 yeah right <laughs> now it's like all we think of and you know the american sniper came out was a monster hit yeah. over the weekend so big that the backlash has already started where people are saying hey this movie isn't true and you know they're fighting he back just and get forth killed? yeah he just died at a gun range by yeah. some nutbag right well somebody that he took to the gun range t- that they i guess they both had post traumatic stress right but some people were saying it's too simplistic and it's sniper oh, i porn. think i just simplified it a lot yeah <laughs> yeah with, with nutbag and- with nutbag yeah i think some nutbag just uh, zipped him <laughs> what anyway that's probably insensitive but i i saw you know i haven't seen it yet but the trailer doesn't make it seem like it's a rah rah war movie. The trailer right. is kind of heartbreaking, and you know, right, the guy th- doesn't have his shit together. Right. I think that that what I read about, and I have not seen it either. Let's yeah. let's expound. Let's go yeah. off on it. We it's- review movies we haven't seen yet. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody? What do you guys think? <laughs> so, um, but what I read about it was that he. He was a sniper, and he killed 360 people or whatever like that. Yeah. And he wasn't always psyched about it, but he was doing his job. And that was the weirdest thing. I went to Iraq to perform for the troops, and I realized in that moment that being a soldier was a job. Like, I had always thought that it was an adventure. A calling told. or something. Right, right. Yeah. You know, you'd see the commercials. It's an adventure. Yeah. You see uh, horrible movies where people are like, I just want to kill things. And you're like, oh, that guy's a soldier. When 98% of the people that I met were genuinely people who went into the service to actually be of service. Right. They were like, I don't know what to do with my life. I would like to help somebody. And I understand the National Guard uh, shovel sand. Uh-huh. And uh, and the weirdest thing was I'm, dr- I'm in an MRAP. I'm in one of those mine-resistant armored personnel vehicles there's three of us there's um two comics per or two entertainers per mrap because what if you get separated it's still got to have a show anyway uh, <laughs> so there's like a there's a guy driving there's a navigator there's a kid sticking out the blowhole with a but it did it right yeah two comics and a kid next next to me with a giant rifle uh and we get lost, and that's when I realized it was a job. Yeah, because the sergeant gets on the on the headphones, and he's like, "Why are we fucking lost, Munoz, the the navigator guy?" And in a war zone, by the way, everyone's hilarious. Yeah, uh, because because really. Munoz goes, well, "This is where MapQuest sent us," <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, "Oh, a MapQuest joke, well played." Yeah, and uh, and then, you know, have you ever worked in a restaurant? 
Oh, yeah. Okay. When you work, right? When you work at a restaurant, someone sometimes throws up in the bathroom. It's horrible. Uh-huh. And the manager comes out, and everyone who works there freezes. And the manager has to pick someone, and he does. And that person goes, <laughs> fuck, and grabs a mop and goes, cleans up the bathroom. So we're lost in the middle of Iraq. And the sergeant goes, someone has to get out of this truck and direct us over this dirt bridge, or we're going to tip over. And everyone froze, just like the restaurant. And then he had to pick the navigator guy. He goes, Munoz, you got, it's got to be you, because you're the only one who has a door. And, uh, and Munoz goes, fuck, and grabs his <laughs> rifle and gets out of that. And I was like, oh, it's a job. And it reminded me, uh, my last day job was at Kinko's. I worked at a, yeah. a FedEx Kinko's. And um, it's that's just like Iraq. If you've ever wondered what post-traumatic stress, <laughs> and, uh, when you go into a FedEx Kinko's, uh, it's quiet, it's tense, and everyone is standing around thinking to themselves, am I going to kill someone or is someone going to kill me? I mean, it's weird, but... I love the fact that Munoz had the only real speaking part. Everybody else else was going to be an extra when when this thing gets shot. Right, right. When this becomes a movie, the Sarge, he's just a guy. Yeah. And uh, Munoz. Chris, have you seen uh, American Sniper yet? I have not seen it yet. I've just seen the trailers and I've just heard everyone talking about it. Shelby, I see you set up. You've got the haircut. Have you seen it? Yeah, I got the high and tight haircut, and I saw the movie like a, a while ago. And oh, you I, saw it early? Yeah. How'd you see it early? Hey, fancy man. Hi. They uh, they, re- they released them in New York and L.A. A pretty uh, on Christmas Day. Oh, you're right. Get That's ready right. For that I forgot season. about that. How's, uh, uh, how was it? I can see how people are pissed off about it, but it goes back to what you said about, like, oh, they're they're not really thinking. A lot of people in that respect, too, how they're calling it, like, oh, Which they're... people? I don't know what you're saying. When you said, like... like, like Why I don't you say your own things? And we'll pick it up from there. I think people are mad about it because the, they think, like, the wrong people like it too much. Like how, like, Sarah Palin and all, like, the people from Fox News say, like, oh, that you really need to see this movie, not because of any, like, film merits, but because they, like, they love the military and right. things like that oh, so Oh, they much. killed a bunch of brown people and they're like, yay! I, I think that's why, but... Are you saying yeah. that some guys, and I can see why this would happen to sniper porn, because I think guys <laughs> sniper like a, a shot, yeah. Like I, love it. I, I when so, like if I'm watching a YouTube and they say somebody made a shot from my way, I will watch it. Okay, and I, I, I mean like, they're not shooting people. Like I Call of Duty, see, or if you, yeah, no, if you just hit a can from far away, I'm always impressed. And that kind just of wild, wild west show, Annie Oakley, okay. you know, both ways, it's kind of impressive. Uh, so I'm sure a certain amount of people want to see that. I made my parents bring me to a Tom Berenger, Billy Zane movie called Sniper because it was about a sniper just fucking shooting shit. It was, it was, I liked it as a kid. I haven't seen it in years. Um, but But yeah, there's uh, supposedly problems inside the Academy with people have members having trouble with this movie. And what it comes down to is this is a guy in his book who said killing all these people was fun. I wish I could stay and kill more people, <laughs> more civilians, more everybody. Yeah. And but it's you didn't like, read should, the book either. I haven't read the book. I haven't so, seen the movie. Yeah. Okay. But it's it's should we give Hollywood's highest honor to someone who to a movie about someone who had such bloodlust? Well, okay. The, but the thing is, you are a citizen as well. To act like he has responsibility here and you don't, I think is wrong. I think we're all Americans. That war got started. You can't act like some of us, you know, 
You have to take responsibility we, uh, for all the actions. Yeah, for all yeah, the get, actions. Gitmo is still open. Yeah. But it, uh, but I see what you're saying, Fez, in the fact that that half of the people are psyched because they're snipers killing the bad guys, like the Sarah Palins of the world, who are a little nutbaggy. Who and think then, everyone over there is the bad guy? Right, but, who thinks everyone? And then the other half is is why why would we glorify anyone who kills anyone? We're just like, well, because die that's hard, what his job was. But also die hard. Right. You know what I mean, we we love Taken violent movies. Three? Yeah, so that was if you crap test. if you watch those movies, if you watch Batman, if you watch, that's fake killing. This is an yeah. actual thing, and it may be good for people to to go and feel that maybe it's a little more complicated. Then what? Then yeah, it's, then it's, that's pretending. What it, that's what it really felt like when I was yeah. over there. That it made it much more complicated and much more. Much more, like the decisions, you know, I would meet like every 13 or 15 guys I would meet. Just, the second time I went, I would, this woman I went with kept talking. She kept saying, are we safe? Are we safe? Are we safe? Right. And the first dozen people you say that to are like, well, yeah, we're, you're safe. You're behind the, you know, on purpose. Yeah. We want you to tell jokes. So you're purposefully safe. But then like every 14th, you know, there'd be some bullet head who'd be like, you're only safe when you're with me, honey. <laughs> That's it. You want right. to feel my muscle? Yeah. And uh, you're like, oh, nobody wants to work with that guy. That, yeah. I mean, even the other people in the troop or the platoon right. or those aren't the words. And uh, but even those guys are like, yeah, Jim is an ass, but he's fine. He's yeah, all right he on the, the job field. Done. He's, in the field. He's a good guy. Don't yeah. worry about him. Uh, so your beef is what with this movie that you haven't seen, Fizz? That it's a a killer who right. loved killing, and it's supposed to be passed off as patriotism. We're all supposed to fall well, in line and hope this movie wins the Oscar. Well, first of all, you've jumped ahead with the Oscar, but I, Clint Eastwood is a skilled filmmaker. I doubt it says... I hope it isn't. Yeah, I don't think that he would, and I don't think that Bradley Cooper would play it for that. You know what I mean? I can't imagine that your point of this movie is uh, enough. Um, But also, I don't think that you could be a sniper and be hesitant. Like, I think if you are going to be a sniper, you want the committed guy there. Take the shot. Yeah, you want the guy who's like, I don't know if I should think... Because anybody that... You have to remember this. Anybody that he doesn't shoot could end up killing some guys that this guy's supposed to be... You know, looking over. You know, there's that sheepdog type thing to a sniper. He's trying to hit guys before they come close. Okay. So there's a responsibility there. Right. I mean, that was his entire job. Right. I think that's, yeah, that's an excellent point. I mean, if that's your job, it depends. Like, what if your job is processing insurance forms? Right. If you have to, if you go deep into, did you ever see The Incredibles? Mm. Uh, that guy went deep into every insurance form. Right. And uh, his boss was, to some extent, rightfully angry that he wasn't processing them quickly enough. <laughs> yeah, right. And <laughs> we don't need you to, to think. We need you to follow orders. Do, yes, do that thing that you're supposed to do. Oh, that, but that um, is a brutal job, though. I don't. Yeah, and that's why there's only a couple people that you feel you can put into that place. Yeah. First of all, you have to have the eye, you know, hand coordination, and you have to have nerves of steel. You know, you you can't be a nervous uh, sniper. (laughs) Sniper. You know, you you can't be down on yourself. You can't be like (laughs) I don't know if I can snipe well. You have to be committed, and apparently he was a committed guy. Um, 
Here's Mike in Michigan. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, what's up, guys? Yeah. Hey, uh, I haven't seen the movie yet. Uh, <laughs> Join but I in. Book, so I'm I'm kind of in the middle. I've seen I've read one, haven't seen the other. But um, I, I think w- what the confusion is, I guess you could say, is he he didn't he enjoyed being at war, but not he didn't glorify killing the people. He said he didn't regret doing it because. He knew that if he didn't stop them, then they would either kill, you know, troops, whether they're American or whatever. You know, they worked side by side with Iraqis and, and different troops. Or they would, you know, they kill innocent civilians, too. So that was how he looked at it. It wasn't that he was gung-ho, I want to go kill people. He I think he was people. gung-ho. I mean, he's quoted as saying, this is really fun. But you know the thing is, is you yeah you could yeah. be really uh, a lot of people. This is where they know their purpose lies. You know what I mean? Like that when we sat around and talked about that skill set. If you have the skill set to pull that off, you've got to feel like I'm the guy who belongs here. I've found my place. This is what I do, and a lot of people experience that in various wars. That's what be, a lot of guys... And in I, various jobs. Yeah. I mean, once you find that job that you're good at, mm-hmm. you're going to like that job, whether that job is is horrifying or not, to right. some extent. I think yeah. you're going to be drawn to it, because you're like, well, I'm actually really good at being a trapeze artist. Yeah. But let's suppose even this. Let's suppose that a report came out, we figured out stand-up comedy is not good for society. It creates a lot of nervousness and chaos. <laughs> and You would still be like, yeah, I don't think so. I think I gotta go do it. I, I think that there's still, there's still good to be done <laughs> yeah, in right. stand-up comedy. I still gotta go do it somehow. <laughs> right. You were, yeah, you were, that's an excellent example from yeah. my own life. Yeah. Because you never, you know, when you are committed to something, it's tough to see the other side of it. But I will also say this. A, I said that Clint Eastwood is a skilled filmmaker and I think a very moral person. So I'm not exactly leaping into where you're coming from this, Fez. But the other part of it, now people are at least talking about the war again, which we haven't for a while. Talking right, about uh, the, the post traumatic stress which needs to be talked about yeah. all the time and that guy was working with those guys too which that's is the amazing. guy who killed him he, yeah he was like let's go out to the range and blah 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 and but he wasn't in the in the i i read that that uh the sniper guy who all these names are gone of course mm-hmm. uh the sniper guy worked with a certain group the guy that he took to the range was not in that group he was a he was a solo dude that he had okay. just run into and they had just gone to the range together this does make me want to read his book a lot more Right. The the movie, I'm sure... Like, did you see The Hurt Locker? Yeah. Uh, I can't possibly... If it's more of that, where it's just tension and you're like, oh, I, I, gotta, I gotta take a lap. This right. is very well done. I could give a shit. The, the Hurt Locker was, you know, a difficult one. Not a lot of people showed up. And I don't even think that many people showed up to Zero Dark Thirty. No. But this one, a ton of people showed up. They showed up like it had Iron Man in it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they were like, Iron Man won the war. It, 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 is, it is far as to pass what anyone imagined. Yeah, I didn't think it was going to do this well. Um, I guess I'm not alone. Here is uh, Ryan. Ryan, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, guys. You know, I I agree with you about uh, Eastwood being such a skilled filmmaker because it's going to sound snobby, but it transcends being about the killing and becomes about a guy who's just really good at a job. It's about killing as much as, like, Boogie Nights was about sex. It goes past that. Oh, interesting. Mm. 
And both of them had big, thick guns. So this is amazing Boom. when you think about it. Yeah, we got it. <laughs> dick joke, we, yeah, bring we, it. Yeah, we tied it all in. <laughs> Wrapped it up in a dick joke. Now it's radio. Um, you know, uh, here's uh, Ben. Ben, in Illinois, you're on the run for the show. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, the movie itself, it, it takes what he does and... You know, if you want to take from it, yeah, you know, this, the United States is awesome and we're good at killing, you know, Middle Easterners. You can take that from it, but I think deeper it kind of shows the price that it takes on both, you know, the soldier, the family, and it, it goes a little bit deeper than just rah-rah killing, you know, for okay. I think that, I, I mean, I'm not a part of the Motion Picture Academy. I haven't been since my beard porn f- came out, but... <laughs> hmm? I think I can understand why they wouldn't want to vote for this thing and make well, it more of a propaganda piece for a war we shouldn't have been in and killing people we shouldn't be killing. Well, you um, first of all, I think you're confused about the Academy thing because it's already been nominated. Bradley's already been nominated. I don't know if Clint has been nominated as well, but it was considered a long shot. But this movie will make more money than any film that does win. It's already a given. This is a super successful film. Maybe the biggest of Clint uh, Eastwood's directing career. It is. It, it, on Friday, it opened with $30 million just on Friday. On Friday alone, $100 million over the four-day weekend. <laughs> what? So it's, yeah, it's yeah. a monster Gigantic. hit. I it's a monster hit. Where have I been heading the same? Because I had heard of it. I would read about it, obviously. Yeah. and um, But I... I didn't know that it came out this weekend, and I because I I think I live in L.A., so I must yeah. have come out, it's been out for weeks. Like he was yeah, yeah, about- the same thing that happened here in New York. Now it hit the heartland. Now there's lines in right. Iowa and Nebraska. Because we sent two hundred thousand troops over there, yeah. and all those guys are a lot of those guys are home. A lot of those guys are and home, families, and, and their families of military background, and they feel good about this film. And you think the downside of it is what fuss? I think that it's more of a propaganda piece where it's just... What would the propaganda be? uh, Trying to sell this war as something brave and noble when it wasn't. That's hard. That it was illegal. Well, well, you've been through two presidents, including, you know, Barack Obama. Uh, I, I don't think it's an illegal war. Or somebody would, you know, came in well, and stopped. Well, I, I think it. what he's—I mean, because I know what he's saying about the about the Hollywood. There's been this backlash that I've also read in articles, very powerful, powerful articles mm-hmm. uh, about how people don't like their their grand. Their, there's an aggrandizement of of the war and and of this guy, and. But I do think that that Clint Eastwood, that that maybe that that maybe Hollywood, it's a snap judgment on their part too. Right. You know that that everybody on both of the of of the spectrum are making this snap judgment that well, it's the greatest thing ever made, and it's the worst thing ever made. It's probably much more in the middle, like everything. And uh, Clint Eastwood, of course, yeah, is a well, is a subtle guy. Remember Unforgiven? Sure. That was such a great film. And you would think you're a cowboy film, but it was almost an anti-cowboy film. It was an anti-killer. You know what? It's almost the same movie. Yeah. It was about a guy who was good at killing, and that's all he was good at. And, and it he, haunted him, and it was a difficult life. And, and his wife died, you, and then he had no reason not to go back to the thing he was good at. Yeah, and then later, at the end, he went and opened up a pants store in, in uh, <laughs> San Francisco and did well. It was the weirdest. Was that? He, they they put he really? in the scroll. They said he opened up a dry goods place and did well in San Francisco. <laughs> oh and I'm God, like, I how did that, that happen? That is um, weird. Dave, 
And Washington, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, buddies. Uh, I'm sorry that uh, Fez is so full of shit, man. And here's the simple test. Uh, Fez, what if the sniper in the movie was gay? What oh, I'd support him 100%. Kill all the people you want. Yeah, that's because exactly. gay people get that's to. 100% correct. Well, if he was gay, would he be allowed to be in the army? I don't know. How Not, at that, time. Time. Not no. at that time. Not at that time. That's the thing, Fez. Would you sleep with a sniper if he was very attractive? Not that he's sniping at the time. You right. don't need to do or having sex. How about if he wanted would, to donate blood? Yeah. Okay. I would think he would have a gun in the room or no, on him at some no, point. No. That would make me too nervous to sleep with the very handsome sniper. Bradley Cooper, very handsome. Very good. Yeah, the girls like that Bradley Cooper. They're crazy about A lot him. of sit-ups going on. That yeah. guy's ripped like yeah, he is. crazy. Yeah, he is. <laughs> You're very supportive, Ron. Yeah. Yep. The, yep. He seems very look, handsome. Look at him right there. Oh, oh my God. Torn up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how he got for this movie, right? Because he hasn't oh, yeah. always looked up. No, 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 no. Plug he's, City, Fez. He's fucking be Plug City. That package. I, I think like a sniper is more like um, like a lineman. He doesn't have to be that ripped. Well, because aren't they in the back? Doesn't someone drive them to three hundred yards away? Yeah, I don't know how that works, but I think they're out there on their own a lot. I think it's a very oh, like a recon know, like, marine. Well, yeah, kinda? like you're just out there, and he's like, "Am I still sniping anyone? I didn't <laughs> bad, hear from anybody." Bad, bad, bad. Um, Homing pigeons dropping yeah. off. What are we? Uh, what are we doing here? <laughs> Jackie Cashin's in studio with us. She's going to be at the Acme Comedy Club oh, in yeah. Minneapolis uh, Tuesday, January twenty seventh. That's next week to. Saturday the 31st. You can go to acmecomedyclub.com for tickets, and you can hear her part- podcast, The Dork Forest. That's on iTunes and at allthingscomedy.com. She's a dork. She knows Dork it. on dork dialogue, yeah. my friends. Now, uh, you grew up in Wisconsin, right? I did, outside so, of Milwaukee. Last Sunday, tough on everybody that you've ever tough known Tough on everyone life. that's ever cared. Yeah. Uh, thankfully, I didn't. Uh, yeah. I don't have to, because I'm a woman. I get to, yeah. uh, if I want to. It's one of the, one of the most freeing things in my life. <laughs> Um, and I knew about it because you can't not, being from Wisconsin, know about the Green Bay Packers. Right. Last year, I went to some high school reunion, and I, it was being held in South Milwaukee, Wisconsin, where I'm from, a little factory town outside of Milwaukee. Um, there is a bar called, ambitiously titled, The Gourmet House. It is not. Anyway, uh, so that's where <laughs> it was. And um, so the, the reunion's in a different room. This woman I go to co- high school with is back in the main bar area where everyone's just watching football. Her and her husband have matching football jerseys on. She's got the lady <laughs> one. He's got, and they're Packer jerseys. And they both say the word Matthews on the back. And her name is not Matthews. And so I say, who's Matthews? Uh, it was, I was expected to be tarred and feathered. There yeah. was a great silence that came over the bar room. And I turned to everyone in that bar room and I said, why don't you just fucking tell me? And then I won't. <laughs> if you just tell me, then I'll know, and then we won't have to be awkward. And, uh, and they were like, and I said, is he a receiver? Because I know he's not the, the, the thrower guy. He's not the, he's not the quarterback. And uh, they were like, he's an ama- and he's a blonde gentleman who can run well. Yeah. Or blocks. I don't know what his deal is, but I understand. Well, he's also a beauty, too. I'm gonna put he's also a very yeah. handsome man, right? Yeah. Yeah, put him up. He's uh, he's one of those guys where if you're watching a game, a straight man will say, "He's a good looking dude." He's a good looking dude. <laughs> that's a good looking guy. And like that's the thing that too that Chris. Wow, he will, likes like Thor. Yeah, he's got a Thor situation going. on. What is on. happening with his cod piece? A little bit of a camel toe in that shot. Yeah, there my friend. is. I'm so um, sorry. That's out loud. I said side. that out loud. That's an inside your head voice, Jackie. Okay. Um, 
Here's uh, Rob. Rob, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey, how you doing today, guys? Good. I'm so happy Jackie's here. I feel like I just made a brand new friend today. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I wanted to um, mention a couple things based on what Fez was saying about the uh, American Sniper. I just seen it over the weekend, plus being a big fan of the you guys in ONA. Chris Kyle was actually on ONA. Yeah, I remember that day. Times. And, you know, I would just implore Fez to kind of go back maybe or recollect or go back and listen to it because he couldn't be more of a humble guy as far as, you know, what his job was and what he did over there. Well, I mean, if we're going to be honest about it, he told what apparently turned out to be a lie on ONA where he said he knocked out Jesse Ventura. Then apparently he told other people that he was a sniper in Louisiana during the hurricane riots. And he also told people that he had killed a couple people that tried to rob him in a... Uh, um, the cops took him away. That could have been part of his post-traumatic stress. I think it's a complicated story and one that people should be talking about. Yeah, and, and we pro- are. Probably a little, in my opinion, a little less to judgment before it all comes in. Because I also think, no matter, you're saying how anti- you called an illegal war, right? Yeah. I remember when you called for that war when we were on the air. At the time after 9-11, you were petrified, you were a big Bush person, you wanted us to go and turn that thing to, to glass, blah, blah, blah. We sent people over there. They're our responsibility as well. They took responsibility for us. We owe them a responsibility when they get back. We owe them a responsibility for what happens over there. It's cheap to, to point fingers. And I'm not just saying you, but I think it happens you know, around. But I remember when you called for that war, uh, and I remember when you were scared after nine eleven. We were in New York City. It was a it was a strange time. I wanted every country attacked at that point. And then I also believed the government, who said that these people had the weapons that were going to launch the next nine eleven. You know, you know, I um, I I feel. There's, I think all Americans have some sort of, we, we're all responsible for all this stuff. Sure. Clearly, because we, we have to be. We're, I, I vote. I, mean, uh, I do what I can to, yeah. to whatever. But um, I pay my taxes. Those drones are covered by this one over here. Tax yeah. and pay Democrat. <laughs> Jackie Cation. And uh, <laughs> so, but the, um, when, when we went into Afghanistan, I remember thinking, this is right. This is the correct yeah. thing to do, to go into Afghanistan. And... Not remembering my history and the fact that the British went into Afghanistan and then the Soviets went into Afghanistan. Yeah. And nobody gets out of Afghanistan, sadly. Uh, the Afghanis, they, ne- they don't even get out of Afghanistan. But um, it's, it's, a hell. So, it's, so, it's so convoluted and it, it just it encourages isolationism uh, on my own part where I'm just like, why don't we uh, just... Bring everybody home, yeah, and just have a really small and I don't know, maybe build a giant wall <laughs> around the whole world. Or but I know that that isn't. I know that that isn't doesn't make yeah. any sense either. But I'm scared as well. I mean, I think we're just scared and reactionary sometimes. Exactly, and that's why we have to say this is a big problem, one that we got into and one that we should talk about and be thinking about on a daily basis. Which is great that this movie yeah. is doing. I, I haven't talked yeah. about the war in uh, three years. Yeah, isn't, <laughs> so, it, isn't it strange? We yeah. used to talk about it, then you were like, oh, fuck it, they went, and then we know about it now. And every once in a while you're like, Bush or 
yeah. Obama. Because remember, Obama kind of ran on taking people out of there, and that certainly hasn't happened. Right. He said he did what Nixon did in Vietnam, which is like we've just turned it into an air war. So, yeah. and you're like, okay, that's great for Americans, not that great for Iraqis. Yeah. Turns out, and their children, and their children, and their and their pets. People care more about dogs. Guess what's being happening, guys? You guys, uh, a lot of dogs are being killed in Iraq. Anyone want to stop the war now? Yes, yes, they do. Yeah, they all do. Yeah, they all. They, <laughs> now they do. They, you play that Sarah McLaughlin song, and people <laughs> just pulling out money. Like, hey, we got to. Right. Um, Colin in Canada, you're on the Run Fest show. How's it going, guys? Can you hear hey, me? buddy. How's it going? Uh, yeah, so I apologize if it's a little bit uh, staticky here. I'm driving through lovely Flash Saskatchewan right now. Well, we'll um, do going, our best. <laughs> going into, uh, 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 I, I watched American Sniper uh, over the weekend, and myself, I, I was a 11-year Army vet of the Canadian Forces. I was a, a tanker. Um, I did uh, two operational tours, combat tours in Afghanistan. And uh, I don't think the movie glorifies the war or, or, or killing. Um, the way I took it as a uh, as a veteran um, was looking more into the the aspect of, of PTSD and and the relation of transitioning from from uh, war to home life. Um, myself, who, who uh, I've been diagnosed with PTSD and have gone through a lot of the same feelings that um, was um, I, I guess shown in the movie um, and. I, I hope people watching the movie don't realize it's just about the war, just about killing, um, but also the the struggle that that happens at home as well. Colin, was it a tough watch for you? Was it difficult? Um, at, at parts, yeah. I, I'm not gonna lie. It, uh, war movies, uh, they get to me a little bit more now. Mm-hmm. Um, especially going into the the home life. I, I went there uh, with my wife watching the movie, and she pretty much there sat there the whole time holding my hand and. She knew um, pretty much what I've dealt with and and what harder parts of the movie were for me to, to deal with. Um, was it cathartic, though? Kind of? What, was it what, helpful in some cases? It was because uh, it, I find it, it's one of the uh, first movies out there that actually does portray um, PTSD in the true sense. I know uh, the one scene, uh, I don't, I'm not going to spoil the movie, where, um, where Chris Kyle or Bradley Cooper is in his backyard with his wife talking. She's trying to talk to him. He's zeroed right out. And um, the kids are playing around with the dog, and he goes charging at the dog um, because he thinks it's a little bit too rough. I've pretty much had the, the, the exact same mentality. Um, so for, for a movie of that aspect, I think it... It, it expresses a lot of concerns with that that current veterans and serving members, um, not just U.S. coalition forces, but right across the world, are, are dealing with. Um, it's kind of great because it 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 shows that you're not alone, you know. Well, completely. Um, and one thing too is where people say Chris Kyle wanted to kill, wanted to do this, wanted to do that. Well, you know what? Uh, myself, I waited four and a half years before my first uh, combat tour. I was a tank gunner um, on my tour. We're the first uh, tank in Afghanistan since the Afghan-Russian um, War in, in the 80s. And all I could think of going out there, and you have to be in that mindset, is I have to do my job. I'm doing my job to protect my buddies, to provide, protect coalition forces. And you have the mentality, it's yeah. you or them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, wow. And pulling the trigger over there, um, 
it, it, it can come later in, in life, and, and and you can backtrack and think, well, should I would have done that? But at that time set, you have so much drilling going through you, and all you can think is, I want to go home. I want my friends to go home, um, and that's it. And I, I've had lots of friends that, that haven't made um, haven't made the trip home, or have done it in, in a steel box. So um, again, I, I hope people I, people re- uh, watching the movie realize that it's not all about war glorifying the killing. Um, it, it's I from what I took away from it was the uh, the transition to home life and myself. Uh, I haven't been on tour since 2008, but still deal with it day to day. And um, my wife and I and my family dealing with with the consequences of, uh, of 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 war, but making sure it's proactive. And for any other veterans out there, the one thing I want to say is um, if if you have those concerns, if you think something's not right seek help. Um, people have a, a, a convoluted, um, I guess, aspect of PTSD, especially within the military community, is that you're weak um, with being diagnosed with PTSD. It's not that. It takes more of a man or a woman to step up and say, I need help. Yeah, it's tough for a lot of those guys to just ask for help because it's just not in their personality. But Colin, thank you so much for calling us. That's a you, great call. You expressed yourself very well. No problem, man. Uh, again, guys, thanks for the show. All right, Listen, peace. Uh, I, I, I constantly drive on the road for my job, so it's a uh, it's a good fresh fresh air to listen to. You. Uh, I'm glad to hear. It. Thanks, Colin. Jackie Cation's here. She is going to be in Minneapolis next Tuesday, starting on the 27th through Saturday the 31st at Acme Comedy Club in Minneapolis. I'm hilarious. They should come out. She's so funny, <laughs> but she doesn't want to tell anyone that. You know, Shy. Yeah. Subtle. Yeah. That's my whole thing. That's the thing. It's so difficult to be in that, in that job and not being able to express that. <laughs> you can go to acmecomedycompany.com uh, for tickets. For the show's next week in Minneapolis. That's my home club, Minneapolis. Fezzi, I noticed, is it really Minneapolis? Yeah. Uh, Fezzi, I noticed you got really quiet during that call. Or you decided not to debate him? Uh, um, yeah, I guess, yeah. You kind of, I think that he really resonated with me. Yeah, he did, I, me it too. felt like it, that he, was, he made some good points about, about his own life and what it must be like to... Have that horrible job, yeah, and then it's a come tough home job. from it. Yeah, it's like it's got to be the hardest job in the world, where you and go it, in and you don't know that it's going to be that. Bad. And like even yourself, you're a well-read person, but you said you haven't talked about this war in three years. Can you imagine coming back from that and finding out that you know people are Nobody's talking about, about yeah, it for no. three years? Oh yeah, I thought it ended. Oh really? I haven't what seen it in a while. Oh okay. It's not on the news. Uh, missed right. out on it. So how do we do? Uh, you yeah. all right? So you've been living on top of rocks for the last three years? All that said, okay. All right. The, Did you there, want to build a rock garden? No, you don't. There's okay. never any pictures on TV about what those guys go through. But for the last couple of days, I have watched, I'm not even making this up, 24-hour news about the football game that got played the other day. Right. And I could just go from show to show to show. I'm seeing it slow motion. I'm seeing it fast motion. The fact that Lynch grabbed his crotch as he went into the... Oh, because the ball might have been deflated or something. Yeah, and Tom Brady has saggy balls, is what they're saying. They're saying what it, what 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 it seemed like to me is that the Green Bay Packers lit themselves on fire in the yeah, last was, three minutes of the game. It was uh, it was hard to believe. Yeah, it was hard to watch. It was, it yeah. was, yeah. Well, hard to watch if you grew up in Wisconsin, right? But if you grew up in Seattle, things yeah. are going well. Things like, are going well for you, or the uh, Patriots, or whatever the heck. Well, the thing is, uh, money. 
changes. That, like, if you really want to learn about sport, bet money on it. And you will pay such attention to it that it's unbelievable. <laughs> you can learn anything. Vested interest goes up. If they would have made us, you know, gamble on algebra when we were kids, <laughs> that's the way to probably do it. You'd right? be in there working those numbers. Yes, let's get... What are the dates of Andrew yeah. Jackson and... Let the betting begin. Well, you know that um, that show, Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? Yeah. My entire family found out last night we're not. Uh. People were Twitter, <laughs> were like texting these things back and forth. And I mean, we had 20 people, 20 adults working on it through all the families on this one kid's homework. And it was a fifth grader and it was algebra. And we're all like, I don't. No. Right. You know, my I have a friend of mine, Darlene Wesker, Minneapolis yeah. comic, and she has kids. And uh, and the kid goes to, you know, and as the kid is aging, she's like, you know, I can help you with your homework until about algebra. Right. And she's like, I just want to tell him the truth. I'm like, honey, you're a waiter. Uh, I'm a comic. Your dad's yeah. a musician. It's never going to matter. And uh, <laughs> I was that's, like... That's the thing. But... Maybe, you know, since you, we got an entire generation coming up that's going to be in the robot business. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. designing and. Algorithms maybe, are very important, yeah, actually. To them, but I have to say to them, I go, Uncle Ronnie smoked a lot of pot. <laughs> and I was good at that. The pot is different here in New York than it is in Los Angeles because uh, it's legal. Like, yeah. if you have a stub a toe, you can get a card. Yeah. And so everybody has, like, it's like tea. It's yeah. like um, wine. They're like sommeliers of pot in uh, in Los Angeles. So they're like, I'm going to need a pot that doesn't make me hungry or antisocial. I'm going to want to be outgoing. Can that, is that true, though? Can they, it, did they have it down to that the point? The best minds yeah. in botany today are working on strains of pot. Uh, Michael I, I would I would love to have... Look. You know, marijuana that made my body feel like it, but not my mind. Oh, that pot is available, my friend. Uh, there's a comic out of Sacramento, Ngayo Bilam. That's a guy that sounds like he might smoke some weed. Mm. Uh, and he was he was on the Dork Forest talking about the different strains of marijuana, like it was tea, like right. it was like it was the 1870s. And uh, but here in New York, you're like. Oh, that's ditchweed, and someone just got high. Because uh, you can totally tell. Yeah. Like in L.A., someone's having gummy bears, or they're smoking yeah. a giant bag of weed air. Because the, the smoke brings them down, man. But my building smells like skunk every night at exactly. 8 o'clock at night. Uh, but here's the thing. You know, I'm an addict, so I would love to have something that wasn't morphine and wasn't a painkiller. And yet I don't even know if this these gummy bears could be a gateway drug for me. I'm, oh, they I'm would totally be a gateway. Well, cause yeah. the, the, what I've been told about the candy and about the, the there's suckers and chocolate and there's edibles, right, is that you don't know what the dosage is. Yeah. yeah. And so the first time you eat it, you guys, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's always the problem. It's, I ate some crap cheap shoes man. once. It was, it was caramel. And I, I am like a couple hours before I went to sleep. I woke up blazing on my fucking face. Like I woke up like you woke fucking up. high as a motherfucker. See, I don't think I'd, I'd that, but Nobody wants I didn't want it. But Nobody I wants remember that. back in Blotter Acid, I'd be sitting there going, is this working? My friend would be just like scratching at the wall. <laughs> right. I don't know, man. I'm like, I don't, I'm not even high yet. Does this work? Give me more. Give me yours. <laughs> Give me yours. Right. It's, yeah, my whole thing with pot is, is, is 
that I don't smoke it because you literally, it doesn't matter what kind of pot it is, mm-hmm. you have seven to nine minutes to talk to me, and then I fall asleep. And, and I wake up under out. a pile of coats. That would, uh, but you, Chris, you are an everyday pot, pot smoker, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I on, smoke on, on a good day. Uh, uh, on vape, I now I just smoke straight out of a vaporizer. Oh, vape. Every You're night, vaping. Every yeah. See, it's tax vaporizer. It's uh, it's much. I'll tidier. do live reads for them. They're amazing. I just think though that it might be a prejudice that dumber people handle marijuana better than smarter people. <laughs> no I, offense, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm fucking sharp. I just enjoy. I just enjoy feeling high every day. Right, you just like to check out. I think so. actors can smoke marijuana, and writers and directors worry. What about Sorkin? Him and his mushroom ad- addiction. Sorkin seemed like he he'd take it to the wall no matter what, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like, like that was, guy. He's, he's going to write the same script anyway, so it yeah. doesn't matter. He's going to cannibalize from nine different shows. I love that show, though, so keep writing. Aaron. So you're going to do a show after ours today. Yep, I'm going to go um, and do John Fugelsang's new thing. His uh, brand new show. Brand new show on XM. On XM, it's right around the corner here. Yeah. And see, the thing about John is... He is a political person. He's super political. He yeah. like knows everything. My, I don't, I don't do a lot of political comedy because while I always have an opinion, yeah. always, I don't always have all the information. And mm. I know it isn't stopping anyone else, but I thought, eh, why don't you zip it? Right, because it's all gut reaction with me. But, but that's how people vote, by the way. Like you, that's, that's how why, I vote. Sadly. Yeah. <laughs> But you, but I think that like the last election, you either had the black guy, or the really attractive white dude. You know what I mean? Like right. a lot of people, are like that other dude looks like a president. I'm voting for him. And people, I think, do vote. Right. Well, well he, there are a lot of people going. It's time for a woman to be president. Let's give it to Hillary. You know when when uh, when Obama in two thousand when when not two thousand two thousand and four when when he first came in is that right? Yeah. Two thousand eight. Okay. Two thousand. Uh, no, that, the, the last was was the yeah. last. The whatever. first time we saw him was 2008. Okay, that's right. Okay, whatever. The f- when when he ran against McCain, I was in Wisconsin doing a weird one nighter in Port Washington, Wisconsin, and uh, I was talking to some guy, and it was right before the election, and and he goes, "So who are you going to vote for?" And I said, "Well, clearly I am uh, voting for Barack Obama." And he said, "Yeah, I'm torn. I'm like, I don't know whether to vote for the old guy or the black guy. I'm leaning towards <laughs> the black guy." And I was like, "That." speaks to Wisconsin, right. <laughs> where they're just like, mm, one guy or the other guy, that's his defining characteristic, that's the other guy's defining characteristic. I, I feel bad for the old guy, because it's probably his last chance. But I don't think that old guy's got yeah. his hack together. I think the, the black guy looks like he, he's a little smarter. I'm going to go with the black guy. And but, you're like, at but, least you call it as you see him, sir. But with Barack Obama, you know, the fact that, you know, civil rights stuff happened in my lifetime... And then we had a black president that just felt amazing. Yeah, amazing it, it does feel amazing. Outside of all, all the other political stuff. The problems I have with Barack Obama, and I do, because I'm not, because I have, I'm more liberal than than most people i mm. i want every i'm an anarchic socialist is what i think of myself okay. as where i want everyone to choose to share but uh, <laughs> but it clearly will not be happening so we have to legislate some of it anyway but uh for me Ob- obama's the smartest guy in the room uh with everyone he's ever run against he's the smartest guy in the room for me uh there's no mitt romney i'm not gonna yeah. vote for that haircut what the hell and uh and that and he's such a tool bag i mean anyone who wants to be president is already suspect yeah you're already strange hillary clinton i i love hillary clinton i think her heart's in the right place but she genuinely wants to be president so badly that she makes me nervous they all make me nervous what have we said to those people 
you you know we treat like prices uh, prices right. Well, like <laughs> if you step down now, we will put you on money just for <laughs> taking yourself because it looks like you're here to one day get on money. Let's do it now. <laughs> Because why do you want to do this? Why do you want to do this? What do you? Yeah, you're a history is buff so much, right? You want you want to be you want to be in the books. You want to be in the books. You want to be immortal. I remember it was like in fifth grade, and they, when they give you that, anybody could be president. Oh, right. One of you kids could be president. So I went home. I said to my folks, uh, I go, you know, I could be president one day. And they went, uh, uh-uh. uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh, I, I came home. My, my yeah. fifth grade teacher told me that I was arrogant. Yeah, and I went home and I told my parents that. And my dad goes, "You know, people are always calling this family arrogant. They're just mad because we're always right." Which is a very funny joke if you know what arrogant means. Uh, when I was in fifth grade, all I heard was, "We're always right." Yeah, <laughs> and I've lived my life on that motto Stay ever since. It. That's uh, my grandmother actually gave me this one: when, you, "When you're right, you're right. When you're wrong, you're still right." So that's an Irish thing. Just fight. And they thought it was a lot better if you had a fight going on. <laughs> yeah, my uh, I'm, my mom was Irish uh, ancestry, and then my dad's Armenian mm-hmm. ancestry. And so my dad, he's always a big fan of um, running. That was just always his like. If there's a confrontation, I recommend you run. And uh, and he was in the he was in the the service. Mm-hmm. He's uh, he's the only guy getting service at the VA right now. Mm-hmm. My father will work a system. He's like, sure. you don't want to leave money on the table. What you want to do is you want to get your service. And uh, so he he works the VA. He's, he's in the VA right now in Milwaukee because he quadruple bypass and they yeah. messed it up. Whatever. He's he. Spoiler alert. He lived. He's fine. He's there anyway. And uh, but he. Um, he was in the Navy, and what my dad said, he's like, did you know that the Marines get their medics from the Navy? I didn't. Uh, so he was in the Marines for six years, and then he was he was like, I was the worst Marine ever. Do you know why? Because I joined the Navy. I wasn't a Marine. And, uh, he's like, I'd rather be called an, a coward than an idiot. And uh, he's a big... He's a, and then my brothers, all, all my siblings thought about joining at some point or another, and, and my dad was like, you know, you could just leave this town. Yeah, you right. don't have to enlist. You yeah, can just, there's other ways to see the world. Right. You can go work for $2.50 an hour just anywhere. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> They'll be glad to have you. Uh, Chris, was there ever a time where you thought about enlisting? Um, right out of high school, a mm-hmm. buddy of mine, I kept a recruiter kept going after him and like offering like a bunch of cash. Whatever but not you? But not me. But <laughs> I felt like, the fuck? Why wouldn't they try to recruit me? <laughs> And, I was, and then a few other friends joined, and then I sort of maybe, but that never really got into my head. One time a judge told me it would be a good idea for me to do it <laughs> when I was in uh, underage. Like, this might work you out, might straighten you out. I'm like, maybe. But, like. <laughs> Why I, were you in front of the judge, I asked no, uh, the they, obvious question. They're. Yeah, uh, they're they want to control pharmaceutical sales. They don't want the teens themselves <laughs> selling it at an Aerosmith show. That's the main problem. I see what's happening. It, the, it's the same drugs that are right? available through a prescription, <laughs> but I'm get, I, I came up with another way of getting them. Um, but see, I am of that. the age where the... Vietnam War was like older brothers and uncles and stuff. So that whole generation did not want to join because we thought there could be another Vietnam. And the, they would have a tough time getting people to join for a while. And then somewhere during the Reagan years, it got straightened out where it became a career. They cut a lot of it out. You know, the, the army yeah. used to be massive. There was like a million guys 
at one point. A million. But it's, you know what's weird to me is that the movie Stripes came out right when no one wanted to join. Yeah, that's a good call. That's so weird because I don't. I I feel like to some extent they were like, no, no, really, you should join. Yeah, it was, it was like almost, they were trying to encourage. Yeah, recruitment. Hollywood does work hand in hand with the with the and government always has. sometimes. I and mean, Rambo has. was a very pro. Hey, we can go back and win. Even though the, talk mean, about PTSD. Yeah, that guy yeah. has some PTSD. That Rambo guy. Well, especially in the first one. Then after that, right. it seemed like he thought things out a little bit. <laughs> but in that first one, I mean, he was shooting What's at the name of that white first guys. One? Oh, First Blood. Yeah, First Blood. Um, and then after a while, he was just shooting. And then I, if you, I think the last one, he was on the side of Afghanistan. He was he was on the Taliban side, fighting the Russians <laughs> in, oh, uh, right. in Rambo Three. He oh, should do a, criminy. He should do another. Nobody talks about still that, do they? Sure. Oh my God! <laughs> he's still working. That guy, yeah. Expendable Six. They're in Afghanistan, and he's like, "Who am I on? What side am I on?" Yeah. Uh, what's going on? Just tell us, Chris. Oh, uh, Mr. Morgan Spurlock should be here in a few moments. Well, here's the thing, Jackie. You yeah. are you invited to stay? Oh, thank for you. Morgan Spurlock, the director, or you could go eat your lunch. I'm going to give you the choice. Uh, I love you all. I have to go get lunch. Okay. It's a. It doesn't mean that I don't want to stay. What are you going to have? I don't know what's really good around here. You're, well, this is a giant, hilarious building, by the way. I was sitting in the foyer and yeah. overheard this sentence. Hey, did you guys hear Spandau Ballet is coming? And I was like, yay! You know this much is true. And I tweeted it, and somebody tweeted at me. This much is true. Yeah. And I was like, I, I approve of... I, my name is Jackie Cation, and I approve that tweet. Yeah, that is a good that's tweet. Hilarious. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't mind a, a nice chopped salad. That'd be good for me. Or really good chicken. Well, here's the problem. We're in Midtown, and yeah. this is the worst, most expensive restaurants in the city. Wow. You know, I mean, anywhere But are they that you doing good go. work? I'm will- I got a credit card. I'm willing oh, to do it. Are you willing to go? Yeah. I'm willing um, to bring it. Money is no object this week. Next week. Oh, yeah. Next week. Well, then, you know, in this building, there's a, the a good steak. Yeah, the steak place. Metro is actually a nice little... Is it know, a coffee a, shop? A little cheaper. Yeah, it's like okay. a coffee shop. Halfway. Chris, you get food from there, right? Yeah, I, I'll, I'll hit that up. How's yeah. their salads? Fantastic. Because there's a lot of salad eaters in Midtown. That should do yeah. well for us. Oh, yeah. The is salad it, bars. That's the other thing happening no, not in bars. the foyer here. There's a lot of people working on their core. Obviously, some setups are happening. A lot of core uh, people. With, uh, yeah. Some people yeah. doing some. Not, yeah. not this room. This well, you, room, we're just we're, we're Americans. Well, yeah, this room, we're like let Spando Ballet have it all. <laughs> we're not. In any, we're not competing. Uh, let's plug and let her go, Fuzzy. Jackie Cation, you can see her in Minneapolis next week, starting on Tuesday at Acme Comedy Club. She's going to be there Tuesday through Saturday, the 31st. Go to acmecomedycompany.com for tickets, and you can hear her podcast, The Dork Forest, that's on iTunes and allthingscomedy.com, at Jackie Cation on Twitter. Thank you so much, you guys. So much fun. We'll see you next time. Let's run a fish. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Ron and Fez on Raw Dog. Serious XM. Comedy. Hits. Channel 99. The Advice Show. Coming this fall to Sirius XM, it's The Advice Show. The only show where the guests and listeners give the host, Fez Watley, advice. The Advice Show. Fez welcomes advice from any and all guests, including 
Ari Shavir. Wait, you know what you need, I think? Like a high-priced hooker. Yeah, like a $1,500 hooker. James Adomian. But, um, you know, have you ever have you ever checked out any of like, the gay comedy shows in the city? Tammy Pescatelli. You stand every day. You tell people about your sexuality. You stand strong and all that stuff. Who cares if someone thinks you wear the same shirt? Maybe you got 27 of those shirts. Adam Ferrara. I wish you luck, my friend. Be happy. You're responsible for your own happiness. Lynn Coplitz. People who are listening, find all your gays, round them all up, <laughs> hey. and send a couple to Fez. And Joey Pants. But I, I'll talk to you after the program and, and show you what you can do on a daily basis that's going to make you feel better. It's all part of the exciting new fall lineup. The Advice Show, only on Sirius XM. The Advice Show. On Raw Dog. Raw Dog. Comedy Hits. Channel 99. I turn my camera on. I cut my fingers on the way. On the way. The way I'm slipping away. I turn my fingers on. You made me untouchable. Morgan Spurlock is back in the studio with us. The new season of Inside Man premieres Thursday, January 22nd, 9 p.m. on CNN. It still seems funny that Morgan Spurlock is on CNN. That is... <laughs> it's like, hold, oh, wow, he's suddenly, suddenly he's credible. What happened? <laughs> that is the journey that That's has right. taken place in your life. You were so far on the outside. That's right. When you started. Now the outside is inside. See, yeah. that's what it is. That's what's happening. Yeah. Um, this new one that you're doing, too, with the robots. I don't think we should be talking about anything but robots. Yeah. On a daily basis. Because it's, uh, it's an amazing thing to see. And when you see how far technology has come, like you go back to when we were kids. Yeah. And we were watching Star Trek and we're like, oh, one day to have like a tricorder and be able to talk to somebody. And now we have it. Right. Like you look at your phone and I, when I talk to my kid on my phone and I'm like, I'm in the future right now. Like right. I'm living in the future looking at my kid's face on a device I'm carrying in my hand. It's the craziest thing. And, and it's FaceTime and we just give it this name as if, but you're right. If you live long enough, you're in a movie. That's all right. All the time. All now. the time. But I will tell you this. Since the beginning, since the 1800s, they have warned us about robots. Yeah. You know, the early sci-fi, right? Do not trust the machine. Skynet. Listen, Skynet. Yeah, it's, gonna, Sky, it's coming. Yeah. It's coming. <laughs> and yet, no one seems to worry about that, particularly the Japanese, yeah. who are just, they have pushed all in. Yeah. On robots. If the robots hit the way they think, Japan is the center of the universe. And then we're all going to have sex with them, and it's going to be great. We always do have... <laughs> it's, sex is always on the early stages. That's right. But really, what is a dildo if not a small It's a, it's a mini robot. robot. It's yeah. a mini robot. Yeah. The, see, that's the thing. Is like Elon Musk is the one person who is saying that we should be very afraid of AI. Like The whole mm-hmm. idea of artificial intelligence, Like we should be afraid of when computers basically can become aware. There was a, there was a study that was done uh, in Sweden, where this guy made these little, little small kind of autonomous robots that he had an energy source over here. So the the robots would go to like charge themselves up, and then they would go and he'd move the energy source. And what would happen is that suddenly the robots, without even being programmed, would start to hoard the energy on their own. And they wow. were and they weren't programmed to do this. So they automatically evolved in a way where they would hoard the energy by themselves. And so that simple study, and this was done like five years ago with these robots. Like that's already showing you how there is there are some things that will change automatically within a robot, even if they're not coded to do so. 
But it also lets you know that they're capitalists right off the That's bat. right, exactly. So this, is mine. Here, like, this is mine. So you're like, 1% of the robots have 90% of the energy. <laughs> you know, you're like, those robots are just voting they're for themselves. They're taking everything. They're taking yeah. everything. But do you, I don't trust them not to think I could do this better than you. Yeah. Because they can. And they will. Yeah. Yeah, they, that's the point. They'll be able to do everything better than us. And that's the scary part. You know, right. the, what it comes down to is how long will it be till they can have a conversation like this? Right. Where, well, they can, when they can understand you know when they can reason when they can understand what a joke is they can understand banter and facts right. like that that's a while away until like that type of conversation can happen but uh the idea of like performing simple tasks i mean that's happening more and more every day yeah i mean i have a robot vacuum cleaner right now without thinking it's a robot but it is but it is and i was just at i was just at ces the consumer electronics show in vegas and they have robot window washers now that will suck to the side of a window and then will basically go up and down an entire side of a building like a roomba so it's right. basically so it's like a window roomba that's going up and down the outside which of now a, makes me <laughs> feel better because every what seven weeks where there's some guy hanging off yeah. a building in new york see it's going to put those guys out of work where are those yeah. guys going to go now uh, what other high jobs could they possibly do? <laughs> but when people go like, oh, the future is going to be like this and that, I go, you know what? I am so glad that I just went to a Rolling Stones concert yeah. wearing fucking cutoffs and smoking dope. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm glad that I lived like a human for a long time. That's right. Before this shit happened. Before they replaced Mick yeah. and Keith with robots. Right. That, before I that see. <laughs> went down. I'm glad that I, when I was in high school, my parents didn't know where I was. That's right. I would leave even note going to Wildwood, be back Monday yeah. or Tuesday. Because now, now they have phones, like they have those, and they yes. and they talk about them on the commercials where they say, "Get the family plan. You can know exactly where your child is." Yeah. Like they, so they, but your your phone as a parent it will track your kid's phone. Yeah. And I've said that to my friends because my kid's eight. He doesn't have a phone yet. And I said, "Would you get that for your kid?" And they're like, "Oh my god, absolutely!" And you can like you can read their texts. You can do it. And, I was, and yeah. I was like, "I don't know if I want to read all that." And my, my friends like, "Oh no, I want to read all that. Right. I want to know what my daughter's talking about. I want to know what terrible things she's saying." Well, my, my friend called me because he found out something that his kid was doing and saying and asked my advice. And I said, well, never tell that kid how you got yeah. the information. That's right. Like, bring up, hey, you know, this is a good idea. But you could never say I've been reading your shit. No, you can't. You know? Yeah, you got, you've got to somehow, you got to put your, uh, your super sleuth hat on. You got to somehow get them to, right. get, you got to give them enough rope to where they just hang themselves in a conversation. But see, here's the thing. You as a father, you do not have the ability to teach your kid the skills that he's going to need later in life because they haven't been invented yet. That's right. You know, so when we're acting like put that phone down and, and read a book, they might be better off being yeah. on that phone than going out and playing kickball. That's right. Play play that iPad all day long. I'm all for it. Yeah. <laughs> no, my kid already said that. Like, I said, what do you want to be when you grow up? And uh, like he loves watching. He, like He's a big Minecraft freak you know right. he will play minecraft all day long on, on the ipad if i let him and now but what he likes to do now is he likes to sit and watch youtube and watch other people play minecraft it's insane so all so he just wants to watch other people do it and talk about it and so now he wants i said what do you want to be when you grow up and he's like i want to be a youtuber and i'm like great i'm all for that do that yeah, those, YouTuber, those guys, I can I'm, like, help you. I'm like those kids those kids are making millions yeah, yeah. do that I, I support that idea yeah i think it leaves you there's some structure there that right. you can help out with but it's weird to think that they like to watch other people play video games. Yeah. 
But if, but if you think back, like how many times did you and I stand in an arcade, watch somebody play Donkey Kong over I their did. shoulder? I, I watched like an idiot while people played Space Invaders, yeah. and I waited for my turn, and then I put my quarter in and I played. Yeah. And no, we all did it. It's just like a new generation of this, I think. Is but now we're doing it in our home and not in an arcade. Yeah, but just to sit like, but, but to think that that's better than TV to yeah. them. You know what I mean? Like, oh my kid, my kid never watches TV. It's like uh, if, if I would let him just watch content online all day, he would. But it's but you don't know what they're getting. And that's the other thing. It's like, right. next thing you know, he, tur- he goes on to a Minecraft video and some guy's going, oh, yeah, fucking suck a dick. And you're like, oh, my God, right. turn that off. Turn it yeah. off. Yeah. And I mean, you're one click over from seeing anal. That's you right. Know what I mean, exactly. you're like, I mean, I can't imagine having porn delivered to my room when I was a kid. As a 13 year old. Yeah. I would have never left my room. No. <laughs> and then see, the thing is, all I ever tried to do was get out of my house. That's like, right. I would stand on the corner in a snow storm and smoke cigarettes rather than go inside because there was nothing in there. That's right. You know what I mean? But now, like, why would a kid leave? Yeah. Why wouldn't they? No, it's like all, all the comforts you want. If all your friends are there. You can talk to all of them at once. Right. Like, you can have mass conversations with everybody. It's it's phenomenal. I tell you what I'm excited about after watching this show, or after making the show, is that... Uh, I went. I went to Northern California, where the guys from Stanford are do, are working on like the self driving cars. Yeah, and I rode in a race car that was going around like a like a complete S curve track at like ninety miles an hour with nobody driving it. And so to see like what could happen with like self driving cars, like that's an exciting thing to see, though. Like that, I, like that's a piece of technology that I'm like that's amazing. Well, Budweiser must be thrilled, right? Yeah, just that's, like, yeah, every every alcohol company should be like, yes, more self-driving cars. I mean, there's no reason not to have a keg in the middle of a self-driving car. <laughs> Who gives a fuck? Well, they must be the largest investor in Uber. You, they got to be. They yeah. got to own more of that stock yeah. than anyone. But the, the thing of self-driving cars, which is so bizarre, is there's now no reason to have a car look like a car. It could look like a living room. It could look like a bedroom. That's right. It could look um, like just a little bubble on wheels. You know, It's just like... Just yeah. a little thing that like gets me from A to B. Yeah, so you might never look out the window. You might sit there and watch it, you know. Or you look at it like when you're on the train. Like, I love being yeah. on the train. You take that moment, you look out the window, and it's awesome. Like, that's what being in a car will be at some yeah. point. Yeah, because you have nothing to do with this trip, and it kind of feels nice. Yeah. But... How would how would this car know when you're just cruising? You know what I mean? Like I want to take a ride. It's not the same as I want to tell go to me this your place. destination. Yeah, I don't <laughs> know what my like destination <laughs> is. I just I'm out. It's a Sunday. I'm looking for girls. <laughs> yeah. Where are the girls? <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. But are you going to feel trusting with all the people in '95 being connected to the internet, and the internet is going to somehow get? You know, change lanes for people. Well, I think. Well, I think the minute cars can communicate with each other will be a great day because then it will. Like, if you go look at all the rubbernecking that happens. Like, I was driving back down from upstate yesterday, yeah, and I'm on 87. It's just like, there's, and there's nothing happening. It's like suddenly you hit like a traffic jam for five miles, and then there's nothing there. It's just people who are rubbernecking. Then everything stops. Right. That'll go away. People who can't yield. How how many times do you yell at the person in front of you who stopped at like an interstate drive? You know, trying to like trying to merge, and I'm like, merge, merge, drive, drive. That'll go away because all the cars will communicate. Cars will merge automatically. They'll break automatically. There'll be like such flow. It'll be. I'm excited for that. 
See, I think those cars are eventually going to eat us and use our <laughs> body and blood as some kind of fuel. But not in our lifetime. Trust, no. But it won't be in our lifetime. No, That's the good thing. You and I will be gone. We'll be handing it That's off. Right. That's right. We'll be handing it off. It's our children and our grandchildren. No, it'll be my, our, our grandkids yeah. versus Skynet. It's going to be fine. And yeah, they'll be fighting out Terminators <laughs> one after another. But you feel you're still as happy. No, I think technology. No, I'm I'm I am yeah. I, I'm optimistic. You know, yeah. I think that I think that uh technology is an awesome thing. Um it's not it's not too scary yet. Although I mean I met some robots while we were making this that were some incredibly scary robots. I and mean, when you see some of the things that Boston Dynamics are making, yeah. like those the ones that run like they have one like that's called like the Jaguar or something that it runs on four legs and you can kick it and it'll still keep running. Like imagine one of those like in the middle of a battlefield with like a machine gun on its back running at right. you. Like that's a scary thing, but that's that's what will happen. Like the idea of, of all the flying drones is only step one to like drone, you know, machines coming at you just to keep men and women from getting hurt in the middle of a war zone. But that's a frightening. That's a frightening possibility. But before we know it, there's drones in Times Square. And, oh yeah, I mean there's drones know. everywhere. Uh, I mean that was the, when we were when I was at back to when I was just at CES in Las Vegas. They have drones now that are smaller than the palm of your hand that can fly and shoot 4K. So like here's this little camera that's the drone that's this big that's fly that's shooting basically cinema quality in this tiny little drone. I mean it was it's nuts. It is insane. Yeah. And you know for documentary filmmaking it's changed everything. That's right. I was just telling somebody the other day because I always love a surf documentary. The pictures that you see now where you're in the waves. Amazing. You know and I remember you know seeing Endless Summer when it came out going oh what a great documentary and that guy's basically carrying a refrigerator. <laughs> that's right. To exactly. Shoot with, <laughs> exactly. You know. And you see these drones that are like doing shots that were impossible before, and it's it's I mean it's inspiring what they what they can do. But we better remember that we're animals, man. We That's gotta we gotta keep some of that. Yeah, you know. But your job That's is why, so cool. Cause That's you, why we should just eat. We should just eat people randomly. That'll remind us soon. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> soon it'll be the, uh, us rebels that'll be living in the hills trying to fight back. But your job, you get if you hear something fun, you hear something cool, you get to do it. Do they ever turn you down at CNN? They ever say this? No, is too I mean, crazy? there's ideas that we've come up with where they're like, maybe not this season, like maybe next season. Like mm-hmm. there was uh, like the robots was one we wanted to do last year and we were already doing an episode about futurism. And they said, well, why don't we because originally like we were talking about robots and we were like, we should pull this off and do it as its own episode. Right. And then they didn't want to do both of those in the same episode. So we moved it to this year. Um, you know, there's an episode about medical tourism that we're doing this year. And, you know, there's uh, like almost two million people a year in the United States travel to get medical procedures done. That was one we talked about doing last year that we moved to this season. So I think that uh, they haven't said no. They, they, they question why we want to do them or why it's important, but they haven't really pushed back. So. Two million people. Two million people a year are traveling overseas to get, whether it be dental procedures or, um, or you know, open heart surgeries or laparoscopic surgeries or like organ replacements. You know, you is name it for it. money or is it for they it's, do it better? That, well, it's, I mean, it's, it's a combination of both. You know, mm-hmm. there are some places where they do it better, but it's infinitely cheaper no matter what. Yeah, so it's like a, like an open heart surgery. If you went overseas, like I just talked to Larry Flick, who said he got a, had an open heart surgery it was two hundred fifty thousand dollars for his right. whole surgery. Overseas, if you went and had it done, would be about a fifth of that. So it'd be less than fifty grand. So for less than fifty grand with a doctor, and it's not like some. It's not like you're getting an operation in a room where it's like a dirt floor and chickens, right. which is what you imagine. Like I'm in yeah. Bangkok and chickens are walking through, and there's a goat, and there's a guy like eating food over my stomach. Like yeah. that's not what's happening. You know, it's a it, these guys are trained at Stanford, at Harvard, you know, Yale, John Hopkins. Like they have real proper medical degrees, and then just came back 
home to Bangkok to to practice medicine. But I was told by people like none of us are going to retire in the states because you can go to these places and live cheaper. The cost of living is so cheap. And then they take care of you. You know, you'll have people coming in and keeping an eye. They go, it's going to be so much cheaper than staying in the states. And I'm like, I don't. Grew up in the states. I can't see me in Bangkok. Yeah, <laughs> the last days of my life. Yeah, exactly. Luckily, I've lived a life that I'll I'll go like this. You That's know right. what I mean? <laughs> all my organs are just like they all quit at once. Yeah, they're all just going to give in at once. <laughs> yeah, you can't do all those things and live. Yeah. Uh, the new season of Inside Man premieres Thursday, January twenty second. Uh, Morgan Spurlock is still having fun, still, still having doing fun. it. I mean, talk about a guy who beat the system and has kept it going it's been an amazing ride man thank you congratulations thank you very much and i'll see you next time coming through absolutely Always a good guy, right, Morgan? Love Morgan Spurlock. Love you, Morgan. Hey, Morg. Looking good, buddy. It's a strange name, though, isn't it? Morgan is the first name. Morgan I don't think Freeman. I've ever heard it, though. But those guys. I never knew any Morgans, is what I'm saying. I didn't either, but it just it seems okay to me because I think it was Morgan Freeman first because we've I've always known about Morgan Freeman. So like, yeah, sure, Morgan's an acceptable first name. But yeah, no, all right. I, if you put it that way, once somebody gets in with it, <laughs> like if you met someone named Seventeen Four, yeah, you'd be like, no, no, the next guy. Oh yeah, yeah, that's an acceptable name. I've heard it. I I know someone close friend. So don't worry about it, man. Don't be self conscious about your name. Chris Stanley, if you had a little baby, what would you name it? Marcellus. Marcellus Wallace. Jesus Christ, he what? wasn't there. He got, got banged in the ass. I, I think about that. He was a drug dealer. But, you know, go Mark for shirt, for shirt, for short. But Marcellus, I think, is always, was always a badass name. You are the strangest, man. I would never let the kid watch Pulp Fiction, though. <laughs> I would rather, um, <laughs> I'd rather say Mrs. Marcellus Wallace. This is Vincent Vega. I don't know why, but that was always one of my favorite scenes where she just starts talking like Elvis. Yeah, it's cool. Is it cool? It is cool. Or yeah. quirky. Both. It's cool because it's quirky. Well, I always like when Morgan Spurlock comes in, but I really liked that Jackie Cash in today too. She was fun. She was all over. I can't. I couldn't believe the the Clay Matthews story. She didn't know who Clay Matthews was. Everybody loves Clay. Now his ass is sitting now. This guy Robert C said to us during her. Back to Upper East Side political radio. We all need to legislate sharing. Well, Robert, I didn't, I'd never even heard of this thing. Um, that was more about, um, Jackie, who was really, really adorable. Virginia Jones, the Jackie, and is a big uh, fan of Dork Forest podcast. Love that she has shows props to Dune. No, people do. She was in a doom deep, dude. I know. Baron Harkonnen? I don't know, never thought I'd heard that in the radio. No, I didn't even know where she was coming at it. 
I, I like get it. that scene. That's your thing, dude. I know. What's I'll... on TV tonight? It's Tuesday. Oh, it's Tuesday already. Yeah, because we uh, Monday. I can't even catch up. I haven't even seen all my Sunday shows. I haven't jumped into Gotham yet. Uh, tonight, I'm supposed to watch some of the Rain Wilson. This uh, new. Uh, character, I think his name is Bumfuck. No, Backstrom. 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 Yeah. Uh, and we've got that uh, unmasked with him coming up very, very uh, soon. Well, we're doing it tomorrow, playing it on uh, Friday. Yeah. Uh, well, Flash is on tonight. Have you just... Flash! <laughs> oh! No, I'm not into that. I That's tried. Another bad I... sci fi movie. The no. <laughs> not that song, though. No. no, that song's amazing. Movie crazy i can't keep up with all the television shows there's too many now then there's uh the second episode of the nightly show is on tonight premiered last i watched night. last night what you think i'm, I'm not going to judge them too soon yet i, I said Baron. first episode yeah you can't you can't judge him on the first you can't. episode you don't know what he's going to be keeping it 100 i like that that was saying, cool. using the phrase because i think i heard it on a on a football show earlier i think that i heard them say it like on one of those roundtable football shows. Keep it at 100. Keep it at 100. That's like keeping it real. Yeah. I guess keep it 100%. Yeah. Uh, but Burr was on there with them uh, last night. Um, and it was classy at the end. He gave props to Colbert. Why wouldn't he? For making love. He's there. a classy man. No, he's very classy. Good work on that. Cougar Town's on tonight. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sad. I don't think Tuesday's not a big uh, TV night. That's just no, how it is. Sunday is. Sunday is TV night. Yeah. If you're not on Sunday, you probably don't have a TV show. You're probably just some stupid asshole. Parks and Rec on tonight. <laughs> the two oh, episode yeah. twofer. They're throwing those all out at the same time. Yeah. Are uh, we wrapping this one up today? Yeah. All right. We're going to see you guys back in here tomorrow morning. A lot of fun today. And really special congratulations to your guys. Weird uh, Twitter going to number one in the United States of America. Um, tomorrow we'll be back to do the first show of the new year. I consider this just kind of a warm-up show. Yeah, I mean, we haven't seen each other like in a month and a half. Right. So, you know, let's, let's get the jitters. Let's get some. <laughs> let's get, you know what I mean? Let's get those jitters out. Yeah. Just like if I was coaching a football team, yeah. I would say to them, you got to get some. Get some for you. Um, get it all. <laughs> now, I uh, I will say this: Friday Night Tikes is back. I saw the commercial for it. I saw it on demand. Saw the first oh, episode. Oh, all right, I gotta jump in. How, how's it looking? Oh, I I'll tell you what my thing will be. I'll call it more of the same. That's my review. <laughs> if you like last year, you'll love it. Perfect. It's more of the same. Good. Same coaches or different coaches? Uh, or mix only and match. one coach is gone. The fucking Mexican guy who was. <laughs> Told the, you know, was like really fired up. Oh, yeah. Suspend it. Yeah, he, uh. Everybody back is was, from their suspension. He was with the Broncos, if I yeah. remember correctly. Your favorite guy from the Colts who makes it rain. <laughs> Fuck the outlaws. Hell yeah. He's back. He said he learned his lesson. Good. And then I heard him yelling, Fuck your kids again. <laughs> it's great. I'll uh, see you guys tomorrow. Take care. Monday and Tuesday, Wednesday. And that's the end of my show. Dog. Mark and John. Satellites gone up to the skies Things like that drive me out of my mind 
show. It's now over, but don't worry. You can listen again and again on Sirius XM On Demand. Go to SiriusXM.com slash On Demand. Listen to Ron and Fez whenever you want. Go to SiriusXM.com slash On Demand. 